Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Atlarn Adventuring Company. Hello. Hi. Oh, boy, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. Hey, yeah. All right. Uh, I am your Dungeon Master, Taylor Wallace, and joining me are Blake Wolf and Alicia Kelly. Hello. Uh, for hello. anybody who does... Hello. Um, <laughs> for anybody who does not know, this is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign with a lot of shenanigans. I'm keeping that part. I like that part. Um, Atlaren is my homebrew world, about six years in the works. And uh, if you like the stream, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on Twitter. That is at AtlarenADVCO. A-T-L-A-R-A-N-A-D-V-C-O. So. That is how you spell I it. I believe that the... That went pretty smooth, and now I'm just... Yeah, no, you did a good it. job. It's fine. Um, but we do have an intro to uh, go into our characters and where we've been so far, and then we'll go into a recap. Yes, we will. Here we and away we go. Oh, God. <laughs> My name's Kit. And I guess I have to tell you about myself. I really don't want to, but Sylphie is threatening my life again. I was born in Amnoblin as an Elusir. The tribes of the Elusir are born with special gifts that come of age as they do, granting them powers like that of their totem. Before I was old enough to choose a totem, though, the skull of the nearby city attacked us, destroying our small village and killing many of our elders, including my parents. Those who didn't fight or run fast enough were captured as slaves. With just a few elders and my younger brother, we boarded a ship to carry us south to Irakel, a land of hot and sandy terrain. Once there, we immediately left the city and struck out into the Badlands to create a space away from all the untrustworthy Skull who called us dirty names like Skinwalkers. As I came of age in that environment, I found the local coyote population called to me. Hearing their solitary cries at night echoing across the Badlands, I knew they were the ones. I'd already become a loner, and the coyote totem set me further apart as I took on my shifter powers. With fur sprouting in odd places, a set of dog-like ears, and claws, I stuck out easily amongst the skull whenever I visited town to play tricks on them, just like the god Savros would want me to. I thrived in the chaos I created for normal people. They didn't deserve their cushy lives built on the slave labor of my people and others. At 17, I began taking jobs in Port Saris with the wrong sorts of people. But they paid the best, so maybe they were the right sort of people. I didn't care. As long as I could bring home some money to my tribe and my younger brother, that's all I cared about. I started stealing, hurting people, doing whatever was necessary to make a name for myself. That's when I met Dana, the Vixu. Somehow, I came to like her, and we were actually friends. Not that I didn't try my hardest to avoid that. Anyway, Dana eventually went straight, for some reason, and joined the Wardens. I wasn't interested in such work, but her methods were usually less than legal, and she always threw in bonuses for a job well done. I spent two years doing that, and then, just a month after my 19th birthday, Dana reached out to me. Some idiot had killed a couple of people in town and was planning on more, and he was part of the Arbiters. I didn't tell Dana why, but I eagerly took the job. Anyone involved in the slave trade has a face that needs to be melted off.
Sylvia Phelan here. Sylphie, to my friends. Listen, whatever Kit may have told you about me, it was complete lies, so forget absolutely everything he said. As a matter of fact, you may know me as Sylphie Altera, but I gave up that name fairly recently. Why? It's a bit of a long story. I was born without a family name, living as a street urchin in the unforgiving streets of the city of Moore's Rest. Hunger and desperation were my early childhood friends. The only companion I ever had was Marin, my older sister. I'm still not quite sure whether we were biologically related, but the trials and tribulations we experienced as starving children forged our bond as sisters that was as strong as iron. Wherever Marin went, I gladly followed. It was from Marin that I learned to play lute, and a casual hobby became a source of income for us. For a good enough performance, even the rapscallions of Moore's Rust would gift two talented young ladies with a few coins or a hot meal. It was from these street performances that we attracted the attention of one Alistair Altera and his wife Wedna, and he took us in to give us a roof over our head and a belly full of food each night. At first, I was delighted to be finally part of a proper family. With Alistair and Wedna and our two adoptive brothers Redner and Flynn, we made a scrappy family of cheats and hustlers, willing to do whatever it took to survive. It wasn't much. It wasn't loving. But it was more than I could have ever dreamed of. The innocuous thieving and swindling soon turned sour, though, as Alistair made friends with the insidious Arbiters, the intricate band of pirates and thieves that run Moore's Rest. Soon, our jobs turned from petty theft to murder for hire. Anyone that the Arbiters deemed unworthy of keeping around, my siblings and I would be tasked with taking out. At the ripe young age of 14, I was a seasoned assassin, using persuasion and charm to lure men into a false sense of security before delivering a most cruel message. My body count only stopped at four, but I was complicit in many others. It was Marin that suffered the most out of any of my siblings. She was responsible for the deaths of at least ten. Those were all the ones that I knew of, anyway. It was the night of another assignment from Alistair that everything changed. We were all given the task of tracking down another unfortunate soul, which we all silently resigned ourselves to. Except, to my astonishment, Marin. She refused. Up until then, I didn't even know such a thing was possible. But Alistair's face soon grew dark, and with only a few words of command from him, Redner and Flynn wasted no time in forcing Marin on her knees and slitting her throat, mere feet away from me. My entire world collapsed around me, and though I accepted the hit job so as not to incur the same wrath from Alistair that my sister received, I slid away from my brothers and off into the night, leaving my treacherous life as a hired knife behind me. Even as I fled, though, the list began forming. I knew that my life's new mission would be to hunt down all of the Alteras and make sure they saw a swift, bloody end. Hell. I'd include every Arbiter I could get my hands on with them. So you can see how I might not be the biggest fan of the name I was given. How, you may ask, did I come upon the name Phelan? Well, that's another story entirely. Thank you. 
And so we have our unheroic troubled travelers, one born with the ancient magics of the Elusir totems, and one only just tapping the primal arcane at the behest of a fickle sea titan. But the story doesn't begin with Kit and Sylphie at all. It begins with Jax, a lonely tabaxi forsaken by the wild mother Melora, who cast himself into the sea after losing everything. When he woke, a whalebone ring had appeared on his hand, unremovable. Unable to die, Jax wandered far until he landed in Amnobolin, taking odd jobs. Doing much the same to make ends meet was Sylphia Altera, and also wandering was Aether of Rhyme, taking time away from the Annika Academy to see the world. The three met by happenstance on the day of the new year, the spring equinox that also happened to be the 200th anniversary of the Calamity. The ancient city of Seeger Rayafir was hosting a World's Fair, showcasing the best and brightest of artists and inventors, including the famed Dr. Jessasan's new coal-powered airship, the Kestrel. Pulled into the job by the welcome of the local Kaskers gang, the three travelers were tasked with protecting the ship and its maiden voyage. Trouble was expected, and trouble was had. The crew barely survived the flight, nearly crashing into the city but managing to land in the water, leading to the arrest of almost everyone on board for suspicion of sabotage. Needless to say, bars didn't hold the new party long when they had a mysterious druid on their side, and they quickly headed for the opposite side of town to escape. Eventually, disliking the cold north, the party traveled south to Irakel and Port Saris, where they quickly found trouble again. They were caught up between Sylphie's hunt for her murderous adopted brothers who'd been complicit in her sister's murder, and a heist put on by a local crime lord that wardens were keen to catch. Between some fetching of illegal goods for the famous enchanter Lysandra Corage, and the fake heist put on by Captain Dana Fioris of the Wardens to catch the crime lord Tomo, the party made good coin and managed not to hurt too many people that were undeserving. Though they did learn just how dangerous the sleep spell could be. Along the way, Sylphie caught up to her brother Flynn with some help from a Casker privateer named Rhea Espios, but due to Jax's wild magic and an errant sleep spell from Aether, he and Aether were suddenly killed. Unable to go on alone, Sylphie went to Dana for help and was granted two new allies. Kit, an Elusir from Amnoblin with a bad attitude and the ability to take on physical traits of a coyote, and Corvrin, a dragonborn warden from Lachmanos with a gruff and stubborn personality but a need for justice. With further help from Maria, Sylphie managed to catch Flynn unaware enough to slaughter him at his most vulnerable moment. Despite her new comrade, Sylphie felt alone, even with Jax's giant coyote friend and Aether's Martin familiar. The three followed Redner to Harris, and along the way, Sylphie came face to face with surging magic by donning Jax's ring, till she learned it was the gift of the sea titan and whale mother Tal Dunost. Seeking any help she could get and an end to the insane magical surges, Sylphie pledged herself to the whale mother. Arriving in Port Nataline, Redner was finally caught and killed at a party held by the local Casker leaders, and while Alistair and Wedna Altera were next on the party's list, they came face to face with the quiet underground operations of the Arbiters and Harris, and a drow named Kellogg Marta. Raiding his haberdashery for information while Corvern worked with the Wardens, Kit and Sylphie came in contact with a cat and a canary that couldn't be killed. The pair were haunted by the animals, even as they fled the shop and set it ablaze. They had to seek spiritual help at local temples to begin to understand that these were not animals, but demons, locked in domestic forms as servants to Kellogg. They freed both in exchange for information, and broke up a slave auction, but never caught Kellogg. He was likely headed for the Arbiter Stronghold of Moor's Rest. 
Hearing of Alistair and Midcord ten days away by ship, the party made for the heart of the Shattered Continent and arrived just in time for the summer solstice celebrations. Among snooping around, finding great food, bothering an egg roll vendor, and meeting a fantastic traveling circus known as the Phalon Caravan, Sylphie found a little confidence and got desperately needed unconditional love from the caravan whose members accepted her like family. And Kit too if you wanted. They knew of the Alteras and were enemies of one of Alistair's finest killers, a drow werewolf named Vinrith Corsair. Accepting Sylphie into the fold and giving her their big family's name, the caravan welcomed the pair to stay with them. But the night of the summer solstice amid a big show, Vinrith Corsair struck fear into the guests and many were hurt with one killed, before the caravan's allies and the party engaged him and his fellow werewolves. Unable to catch and kill Corsair, Kit and Sylphie were left devastated by the death of Jax's pet coyote, who had become Kit's beloved ward. And while Kit only saw more reason to fight, Sylphie nearly gave in to despair. And then, Alistair himself reached out to the pair, seeking a parley with Sylphie. He wanted his wife Wedna dead, who'd left him to become the lover of Cynthia Moore, the mother of the new king of the Arbiters, Silas Moore III. And that's where our story continues. Oh, and you might wonder where Corvern is. Well, Kit and Sylphie took off without him, and he's trying to catch up, so we'll see if he ever does. In the meantime, welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company, and the ragtag crew that might just one day be something more than thieves and blades for hire. Maybe. And we're back. Yay! 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 Yeah! Ah! Ah! <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Apparently, we're way more comfortable this week. All right. Well, it's easier the second time, right? Sure. I'm also also drinking a huge mug of coffee, so... I'm drinking apple cider. I'm drinking a thing that looks like beer and got me pulled over several times. Except it's water. (laughs) I Mm -hmm. just like to pretend it's Halloween 24-7. Nothing wrong with that. So, last time... On Dragon Ball Z... Indito. Um, <laughs> not nearly as much screaming, yeah. but you know. Ah! Um, you guys arrived in Eris Holm aboard the Raven, uh, but not without having some interesting dreams. Uh, Kit dreaming of his childhood and homeland, and Sylphie having a dream meeting a very large serpent creature of some kind that it has been suggested to you that his name is Zorod. Uh, let's see. You guys had an experience with the Northern Lights? Ah, yes. Yes, indeed. Um, cultural significance to Kit, just pretty, to Sylphie. Um, arriving in Eris home, uh, you took your time just looking around the city and happened to find some odd jobs around particularly a bounty on a thief set to rob potentially either a blacksmith or merchant's home on the other side of town Uh, you also learned that there was a bounty pretty much across the continent on Kellogg a drow that you have been looking for ever since you burned down his haberdashery he had it coming Mm-hmm. He had a compass. Uh, he only had himself to blame. If you'd have been good there, Lord, guys, if you'd have um, seen it. I bet you, I bet you would have toasted would have a marshmallow. Are you done? Yeah. Well. <laughs> All right. Uh, with Bull, uh, your your big old bugbear buddy, 
Oh, Our big you, old bugbear buddy. Indeed. Say that seven uh, times You fast. told Captain Ziegler that you were going to stay in Ersholm for an extra day, and you went to stake out these two locations. Uh, met a furbolg blacksmith and his uh, kobold assistants, who were curious as to what Sylphie was up to, while Kit was having a little bit of a nap. Um... And on your way back to pick up Kit and get the evening's hunt started for the thief, you adopted a couple of puppies. And per Bull and Kit, Bull who wanted to do it to make Kit feel better because he was worried, he was unhappy, um, you named them Charlie and Hinto. Hinto! Hinto Bean. And I think that pretty much catches us up. Yep. Yes. We were going to go to the We're gonna go steak business. out. Yeah. We're, we're gonna we're go gonna get go some steak and eat out. Catch this guy. Oh whoa, whoa. What? <laughs> Nothing. You never used the phrase eat out? Like at a restaurant? I mean, I know the other version, I, but I'm yeah. really, I guess I have a gutter mind. I guess so. Welcome to the club. Yeah. We're just going to go eat out some steak. Can we start the game, please? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, Bull just finished setting up the puppies in his room so that they're so that they're all taken care of for oh, yeah. the evening. And you guys have made your way off the Raven back into town to go set up and wait for this orcish thief to show up. Cool. So what are you doing? We're going into town to set up to wait for this orcish thief. Yeah. What are you? What else are you doing? Uh, do we have to do anything else? Uh, well, not tell me I how know. you're setting up. Oh, well, we're going <laughs> to stake out this time. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Is there like a bush nearby that we can hide in? A bush? It's like the middle of town. Yeah, kinda. Is there um, a there's park not a bench. There is that was previously used by Bull. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, there's there's a small bench nearby uh, that's sort of inside of both buildings. Uh, I um I think I'm gonna go more sneaky. I think I'm gonna try and like hide in like a back alley or something uh in the shadows try and blend in a little bit more um considering that you're only going to be able to get an angle on one of the buildings if you do that because you're going to be closed in um which building are you trying to look after uh, I guess before, yeah, before I go do that, I'm like, okay, so I could only really see one building. Which one do you want to look at, and which one do you want me to look at? I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the building with people in it, not the blacksmith shop. The well, the, the um, yeah, the house. That's what they're called. The blacksmith shop does have a home residence above it. Just P.S. That's fine. They the, can... the merchant house. Yeah, I'll take the one that's not a merchant house. The one with the the little girl that makes baskets or whatever. That is the merchant house. Whichever <laughs> one is not the blacksmith, I'll take that. Okay, one. the merchant house. Oh my god. There's only two. Okay. 
sure. You're doing so good. We're really good at this. So good. I love visualizing. I'm so good at imagination. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll take the blacksmith then. Right. So I will hide in an alley that I can see the blacksmith. You would hide in an alley. I mean, yeah, it's kind of what she does. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, Alright, so, Sylphie, go ahead and make a stealth check. Hold on. Oh, no. Hold pause. Hold pause, please. Oh, what? Okay. What? I, um, how long does Pass Without a Trace last? I'm, I got my book. I'm oh. trying. Uh, <laughs> That would be helpful because I have disadvantage because I'm wearing my chainmail. Yeah. Disadvantage because you're noisy. Yep. Do keep in mind she has to be within 30 feet of you to get the benefit. Yeah, I didn't know if she was going to be or not. Um, but it lasts up to an hour. Yes, it does. Thank you. I just found it in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace on myself. Uh, and if you're within 30 feet, congratulations. Uh, am I within 30 feet? Well, it depends on what Kid is doing. You asked about a bench. What are you doing? So, are there any, like, shrubs or something out in front of the house? Something kind of central that's not in the middle of the road? Um, the only places where there are plants is, like, people's fenced-in yards. Uh, in front of the merchant house, there is, like, a front garden with shrubs and that kind of thing. Um, but otherwise not really outside of private property i guess i'll sneak up to the house and like tuck myself in the shrubbery okay um being that the two places aren't that far apart um Okay, yeah. Sylvie has to remain within 30 feet of you for it to be effective. Um, You can, if Sylvie puts herself in an alleyway close to the merchant house to look at the blacksmith shop, then yes, she can be within 30 feet. I'll do that. But the moment any of you, like, move a different way, you're gonna be out of out of that okay so what were your stealth checks with your plus tens i don't know i haven't rolled it yet yeah well without a choice oh boy kit kit pulls mistletoe ashes and a sprig of spruce out of his uh components pouch and grinds grinds them together and claps in the air and you just hear as the stuff as the ash spreads over you guys and you're suddenly a little more stealthy. Okay, 28. 28. So it's an extra plus 10, correct? Yep. Okay, then mine is a 20... Oh god, I can't do math. Plus 10. 25. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Couldn't add 15 just, to 10? Just bump the one. <laughs> I'm sorry, you that was what? really mean. That was mean. That was you mean. know what? We all need caffeine today, it's alright. I uh, just yes. woke up. I'm also just horrible at math, which is why playing Dungeons and Dragons is an odd choice for me. But I like the That's okay. non-math bits. It's fantasy math. <laughs> fantasy math. The math. The numbers don't matter. Math <laughs> rocks. They're not real. <laughs> <laughs> math rocks make the click clack noise. Click clack. Um, click clack math rocks. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, Settling yourselves into bushes and or alleyway, depending on your preference. Um, 
that sounds weird. Uh, anyway, bushes or alleyway? Mm. Yeah. The two genders. Yeah. Uh, bushes. <laughs> <laughs> It's like all those memes you see with like baby showers and they're like, is it a tractor or is it a cart? Like, you're like, I don't know. Is it a bow or is it a gun? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, people are weird. Yeah, man. People? Yeah. Okay. Um, But anyway, you guys set yourselves up. Mind you, it is just like dusk. The sun is still sinking below the horizon as you guys hide and everybody's moving along, hasn't noticed you. Um, And you sit in either trash or leaves for for a while. Um, How long are you willing to wait? As long as it takes. Uh, I guess if it gets like... I mean, yeah, right? Like, this is what we're doing tonight, so... I'm gonna stay here in these safes forever. Well, I don't know about that. I don't either, yeah. Um, I guess until it gets to be, like, the sky gets light. Until dawn? All right. Yeah. Then the Wendigos come out. Until dawn! Um, (laughs) Okay, okay, not. Um, Just Um... (laughs) Yeah, you guys, God, we're so <laughs> off track today. Like, we did so good last week. We really did. We're we really doing fine. I just hit my mic. We're doing it fine. Was. We're funny. We're th- uh, are we? Yes. <laughs> really? Yes. Absolutely. Right. And my hair okay. looks amazing today. It's like... It does look really good. Thank you. you I know. Interesting it looks great. And I got the fun um, button going on. I always do it off to the side because I want it to look like like a wave, but I don't want to do a faux hawk, so I look like I'm 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Continue, please. Um, Yeah, indeed. So, you guys, uh, make yourselves as comfortable as trash or leaves allow, and just sit there. Sylphie, your cover is less just straight up hiding and more looking like a bum just sitting in the alleyway that nobody thinks about. Whereas Kit, you've like thrown branches over yourself and you're just one with the tree. Um, I am one with the tree. The tree uh, is one with me. So it gets fully dark around uh, 10 p.m. And you wait an hour. Pass without a and trace disappears. Hour. Yeah. Okay. Um, your stealth check kind of holds because you haven't moved but you know um midnight comes you're probably getting kind of like sore and stiff in these positions for so long i'm gonna take out like a a ration or like a granola bar or whatever and munch (laughs) the old granola bar yeah yeah you gotta you gotta stay fed carb up and and hydrated yeah Mm -hmm. is your granola bar wet Sylphie yes. has a, a better time I of dunk it in my water. Sylphie has a better time of doing that again, pretending to be a bum. Whereas Kit, you you can't move. I lick the dew off the leaves. Ew. <laughs> Should I make mouth sounds into the microphone? Please no. <gasps> okay. <laughs> uh, about one a.m. rolls around. Two a.m. Three. Sophie, you're getting kind of tired. Four. Uh, is there a way? So we're like thirty feet away from each other. 
Is he able to hear me at all? Yeah, if you like shout whisper. I'm gonna shout whisper at him. I'm like, God, I really hope this guy hurries the fuck up. Uh, Kit makes some rustling sounds in the leaves, which probably sound like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But around, uh, both of you go ahead and make me perception checks as okay. it's completely Ooh. dark. It's gonna pop off. It's gonna pop off. Natural motherfucking 20. All so right. 27. Mine was less than good. It was a nine. Okay. No worries. Sophie, you're too embroiled in your granola bar and <laughs> canteen. You've made it last for hours. I'm just sitting there going, munch, munch, munch. <laughs> you're literally just saying munch into the granola yep. bar. Munch, like munch, a little no, 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 ham taro no, no. hamster. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Munch, 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 munch. Um, but about five o'clock rolls around. And then six. And you start to see the blue light of dawn come in. And then, Kit, you see a figure walk through the gate toward the merchant house. Um, they're wearing a full cloak. Looks like they have, like, a bit of the, the morning dew settled over their shoulders. Ah. They've probably been outside for a while. Um, and they make their way up to the door of the uh, of the house. And you see they struggle with the lock for a second and then just walk right in. The house that I'm at? The merchant house, yeah. Um, fishy, 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 fishy. Uh, by the way, what'd you guys do with Bull? He we left him back at the yeah, we left him behind because he was. I thought we left him behind because he I'm was pretty not sure. stealthy, or no. did we bring him? No, because he set up the puppies. What did we do with Bull? Yeah, we watched the puppies. I'm, I'm going to assume sure. that he went off and did his own thing, so you guys don't know where he is. Okay, cool. Um, can I, like, did he leave the door open or did he close it behind him? He closed it. Hmm. Are there windows? Yeah, they're big, big, like, French-style windows. Perfect. Can I, like, press my face up against the window and just, like, look inside? And be like, um, yes, go ahead and make a... Here? Go ahead and make a, let's say, an investigation check for this one. Okay. Uh, oh, four. Wow. All right. Yeah, um, yeah, you press your face up against the glass and immediately fog it up. Just <laughs> 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 waiting for one more. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, you can't see anything. Just like it's dark. in the dark, like I can't see anything. <sighs> I'm still munching on my Yeah, Sylphie doesn't know this is happening. You what guys are it, out of can sight. I, can I call over to Sylphie? Be like Sylvie. Hey. Ah. Sylvie. Yeah, you can. Ah. Somebody went in the house. Uh should I like a, do I like kill a, him? Well, hold should on. I light it on fire? Somebody lives there. Are you uh, sure it's not the person who lives there? I, it was a dude. That that doesn't mean anything. A dude could own the house. 
I don't know. I thought you said it belonged to a little teeny bopper girl. Do you really think a teenage girl owns this house? She could be an influencer on ye old Instagram. <laughs> is that just, is that that tree over yonder that people just put their, their portraits of themselves on? Yeah, yeah. And then people can comment. <laughs> they like walk by and they put little hearts on it. <laughs> and the more you get, the better you are. <laughs> Some people sell products. <laughs> I still don't think if they are underage, they own the house. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I should Taylor come back. Uh, <laughs> Taylor come back. Um, we need your guidance. <laughs> we need your uh, guidance, guidance. motherfuckers. We're two um, ding dongs. We can't do this by ourselves. Oh um, speaking. Of guidance, I'm gonna give myself guidance, and I'm gonna walk up to the door, and I'm gonna pick the lock. Okay. Well, first I'm gonna check to see if the lock, if it just opens. It does. Oh, it's okay. unlocked. I'm gonna do it as stealthily as possible. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sneak up on it. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm still make, make me new stealth checks because you guys are moving now. Okay. Uh, my d20 just ran away. Hang on. I think I can reach it with my toes. Oh no! Oh no! I'm sorry! (laughs) I got a natural one! Oh no. Hang on, I'm still trying to get a hold of it with my monkey toes. Um, it's a five. Uh, all together, but it is a natural one. Unnatural 20? Okay. So, Kit, you very carefully just push it inward. Um, and you look in and you see you're in a, uh, a foyer with like a, a coat foyer. rack. I don't give a fuck. We're American. I'm just joking. Um, I do give a fuck though. I, I, I corrected you on blonde. It's a mother. Um, yeah, but a little, a, a foyer, a um, foyer. <laughs> uh, where you can see there's a wardrobe that like coats and cloaks would be put into shoes off to the side um by the number of shoes that you can see it looks like a fair number of people maybe live here um just from the range of sizes and uh you do see freshly kicked off in the corner are a pair of muddy uh traveling boots and you do see the wardrobe is ever so slightly ajar and there is a wet cloak hanging inside It is dark. No one has lit any candles or anything. There is not a light at the Frankenstein place. Um, I am going to... I'm going to search the damp cloak. Damp. Damp. Make an investigation check. By the way, Sylphie has come lumbering up behind you and is making a fuck ton of noise. What you doing? Oh my god. (laughs) Investigation is 19. I turned to Sylphie and like, shut the fuck up. STFU. Um, I'm sorry, what'd you say your investigation check was? 19. 19. 
yeah, opening up the wardrobe and looking over the cloak, um, it doesn't have any pockets to it. Uh, it's the it's like a sleeved cloak with a hood, um, Jedi style, okay. uh, but sort of a dark green color. Um, you do see that there's quite an array of uh, cloaks and coats in here that range from super cheap like linen that wouldn't help you at all in the weather to really expensive like oil skin uh trimmed with fur uh just a beautiful uh big furry coat um that it's currently a little too hot for use this time of year um but nothing in any pockets or any nothing like that um actually there's one thing you do notice about that cloak oh okay I thought maybe there was like a cold snowy breeze coming from the back of the wardrobe keep searching wardrobes and one day it will be true because it's gonna happen every wardrobe now it's gonna happen in my world so does that mean when you find it that it leads to our world oh that would be horrendous my (laughs) world is not narnia well Um, i know but like fantasy world no i spoilers we we end up in Grand Rapids, Michigan. (laughs) No, no. Uh, Spoilers. There are wardrobes and like cupboards here and there that lead to other places, but you have to find a magic user's house. (laughs) I read that book, The Elusir in the Cupboard. No. Okay. We don't. We don't want to equate the Elusir with the was no. Um, I know. I'm just kidding. But no, there is a place somewhere in the world where you can open up a wardrobe and walk into the Feywild. Oh, so we're, we're find it. it. Good luck. New mission. It of the millions of wardrobes in the world, we'll just search them all. Anyway, um, yes. you do notice something in common with several pieces of clothing in here, mostly the richer garments. Um, they all have a lapel or like. Um, a lapel pin um, or like a pin on the chest that is a sort of raised like half dome in gold that has uh, these wavy lines going over it and little dots on either side. Imagine like the pattern on the golden snitch, that kind of, that kind of pattern, Um, but no lettering. It's just a a pin. Um, gonna take one okay you snatch one off a a less used looking uh, coat the golden snitch pan yeah it's double pronged so it's sharp be careful yeah um can i can i just listen to see if like anyone's coming or make a perception check perception check Oh god, come on. Uh, ten. Nope. House is really, like, inordinately quiet. Yeah, I was about to say, with how many people are supposedly here, that's, like, kind of suspicious. I mean, the warden did tell you they left often on trading missions. Right. But there's, like shoes and stuff here and coats yeah. so I would think that 
from the number of shoes and different sizes, you can probably guess around eight people live in this house. Um, but there, there are multiple sets of shoes for most of the different sizes. So, I'm. Uh, it's I'm a big a, house. I'm a back out slowly. Okay, you back into Sylphie. Well, <laughs> Sylphie, get the fuck out of the way. Let's go. Go. What you didn't go. you didn't let's go express you let's didn't okay I'm didn't, what are both of okay, your fine. passive perceptions seventeen thirteen okay um as you step out of the door and like quietly close it behind you and just quietly scuffle with Sylphie Kit you stop for a moment oh, and no. you look up and there's a person leaning out the window over top of you, looking directly down at you guys with their arms crossed on the windowsill, looking like, mm-hmm. Good morning. The, what? I, I kind of smacked Kit on the arm. Like, I told you this isn't our house. Do we do we need to lie to them? Um, we were we were sent, excuse me, <laughs> pardon me, my microphone. Uh, we were sent uh, to watch your house by the wardens um looked kind of sus but we got it all figured out Hmm. um and just to give you a quick description of the person um they are a half orc um Uh very nice clothing like fairly rich um you see one tusk is a little bit longer than the other the other one looks like it was broken a while ago um <clears throat> no um <laughs> not shaved down they're broken yeah broken um but and he, he's got his uh the sides of his head shaved and the rest just pulled back and sort of i guess gel doesn't exist so like greased back i don't know yeah. um slicked but yeah he is slicked, slicked with with plant byproduct um, <laughs> whale blubber. Gross. No, that's not what you use that for. I mean, <clears throat> but yeah, he's just staring down at the two of you. He hasn't said anything. Um, you do notice there are very dark circles under his eyes, like he hasn't slept very well for a long time. Um, and you notice this really nasty scar that goes under, like, the edge of his mouth. Mm-hmm. And he's just staring at you. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, do you live here? Sir, what's your name, sir? Sir. Sir. And he pulls back and shuts the window. <sighs> Alright, cool. We need to like leave. How about how about this? How about this? Because I've got an idea. I'm worried this dude is trying to give us the old slippery slip. So will you go back to I'm gonna hide and you go back to the wardens and ask them what this guy looks like. We know what he looks like. Well, but yeah, but do we know he has weird, gross, slicked back hair and like a broken tooth and a do... big old gash on his face? I'm pretty sure. La- so DM. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure last time I was able to recognize that like there there were some orcs passing back and forth. For one thing, he's an orc, not a half orc. And oh. I was able, I knew enough what he looked like to know that there were orcs passing by that that were not him. So we kind of know what he looks like. 
Unless I'm totally talking out of my butt. No, you you've seen a, a sketch of him that was okay. fairly fairly good. Okay. So it's not him. He doesn't look like that sketch. No. I mean, he's at he's at work. You guys hear the door open behind you. Oh hi. And just towering in the door frame is this fairly muscular half orc in these uh, rich sort of reds and golds. Um, you can see he has a uh, sort of like a, a house robe. He's still wearing normal clothes, but he's got his house robe over him, probably to fight off the chill that he picked up that has like fur lining in it. Does he have like a pipe and a, a sailor's cap on? Too? He does have a pipe, but he does not have a hat. It blows bubbles. It does not. <laughs> it is distinctly giving off a very sweet smoke. But it's just sitting kind of like next to next to his broken tusk, just sitting in this little slot in his teeth as he has tucked his hands into the pockets of his robe and he's just staring at the two of you on his doorstep. Hi. Hi. I take out the, the warden's badge and I flash it at him. I'm like, hi. Uh, so we're trying to make sure you're not getting robbed. Uh, somebody came in and this guy thought that maybe it might be uh, someone of ill repute, but you should also lock your door. Yeah, locking your doors is There's good. A lot of crime. A here. good practice. Um, Shady town. Yeah. So I apologize. I think we were a little bit too quick to to. We were a little too hot on the trigger there. So just know that we're we're fine and we'll leave you alone now we're gonna go it's almost on nothing bad happened you're welcome uh yeah that's it we're i love we're how i can just not talk and you guys keep going <laughs> like, yeah uh you guys get so nervous <laughs> Um, Selfie's yeah. supposed to be a smooth talker. Just don't. Yeah, you're just, just nervous somebody talker. Somebody who's not me. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm fully. I'm fully making you responsible. Um, but yeah, he's just got one eyebrow raised, just listening to you ramble. Wow, you're you, a um, man of a lot of words, aren't you? Speak common. Mm-hmm. That's oh, pretty okay. rude to assume well, that he doesn't I, speak common. He wasn't answering, so I was just making sure. Oh my god. What if he was deaf and we didn't Jesus. know? Oh my god. He sighs. Okay, I was just trying to be thoughtful. Um, yes, we're gonna... What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I heard you take a breath. Are you gonna speak? <laughs> yeah, he, he, he reaches up and pulls the pipe down. Taps it on a railing to get all the embers and ash nice. out. And sort of takes his booted foot and like crushes the embers, so they go out. And he puts the pipe back in his uh, back in his uh, pocket. Kind of glances around a little bit, not not like suspiciously, but just surveying the area. Says, um, "Do you folks like breakfast?" Uh. Are you can I, I'm just going to be real with you. Are you going to poison this with it? Yeah, I was about to ask. I don't really care for poison breakfast, but... I don't currently own any poison, so... Uh... Oh my God. I okay. do, so... But that's okay. 
We okay. Can, yeah. We're sure. not. We're just gonna take poison off the table. Let's let's just say that. You need some. Probably a good idea. Know. Yeah. And he turns and walks back into the house and leaves the door open. This guy really needs to learn to shut and lock his doors. Do we? So are we gonna like go in? Because I like I'm gonna be honest. I'm just so hungry. I I really could use some bacon or something. Some pocket bacon. Yeah, po- yeah, I gotta <laughs> save it for later. Um, Human jerky. Uh, oh. ugh, I don't know about that. Um, um, I yeah. mean, are we gonna do that or? Okay. Do we know where Bull is? Nope. No, he last last I checked, he was hanging out with the puppies. Oh. Uh, the I'm gonna kind of turn out towards the street and be like, Bull. Bull! Okay, I don't... Hello! That's me! Yeah. Oh, Bull, where are you? <laughs> thump, 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 and he comes running down the street. He hey. was hiding. Oh. Have you been hiding the entire night? I might have fell, fall, fell, fallen. Fallen. I might have fallen asleep at one point, but yeah. Jeez, you're better at stealth than we are. Um... Uh, well, he was sleeping, so... Um... Well, you have a lot of armor, and... Yeah. Would you like breakfast? Yeah. All right, we've been invited to breakfast, but I would like you to try the food first, just to make sure it's not poisoned, okay? Oh my God, are you going to let Bull die? <laughs> no, I have. Okay. I have a cure wound spell. It's fine. That doesn't help with poison. He doesn't know that. His intelligence is eight. Hold on, he might know that. Just because his intelligence is eight doesn't mean he doesn't know anything. Yeah, he says, I don't think that'll help with poison. I have some anti-poison tablets as well, so we can- Okay, and he walks into the house with you guys. You don't have anti-poison tablets. I don't know what those are. Yeah. See, that's the thing with Bull, is he's not stupid, but- Just very he's trusting. Little, he's very trusting and a little gullible. U-L-L-I-B-L-E. Yeah. <clears throat> it's written on the ceiling, you know? Uh-huh. What? <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, I actually fell for that one. So stupid. I've I did multiple times. <laughs> I did when I was like younger, but now I'm just like, I don't know. That was a stupid story. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, yes. Also, for anybody joining us for the first time, Bull is our our dear gigantic hobgoblin friend he's covered in fur he's about seven oh, feet I tall he was a bugbear. he's a bugbear he's a bugbear i'm sorry he's he's a hobgoblin in the other game i play because they oh. don't have bugbears <clears throat> um but yeah he's he's a furry bastard um and he barely wears shirts he sometimes wears vests but uh yeah he's he's big he's like he's strong cute. man big and he's, and he's very kiwi. sweet yeah he's a kiwi he's a kiwi um, but yeah, Bull walks in to the house, just okay. I wonder um, if that guy knows that he's with us. We should probably go in after him. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, you guys as, make well. Me... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say as I walk through, I'm going to cast Divine Sense. Remind me what that does. Uh, detects good and evil. 
Un until the end of your next turn, you can sense anything affected by the Hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. You can use this feature six times. That, yeah, whatever. Good and evil. Trying to see if there's any. Well, there's a lot of details to divine sense. Hold on. Um... Well, that's what I have on my character sheet. Character sheet. Character sheet. Uh, strong evil. Powerful good. Celestial fiend undead. 60 feet. Not behind total cover. Do. Hallow or. Hallowed or desecrated. Okay. Yep. Alright, so make your way in. Um. <clears throat> you sort of wait until you're in an open area to actually cast it so you get a, a wider range. Um, you are aware that there is a hallowed object, a very small hallowed object, on the mantle above his fireplace as you walk into uh, the sort of den that's connected to an apparent dining room and kitchen. And uh, there's only one object on the mantle, and it appears to be an amulet um, on a very simple, like, jute fiber string. Okay. So no creatures hiding? Not that you can sense, no. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. I walk. Right. Um... Bull has made his way through here, and you can already hear him talking. Um, you you hear you catch him saying, "Hey, my name's Bull. Um, Sylphie and Kit, my friends. And sorry if we were kind of creeping on your house." Um, and you hear the 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 old half orc go, yeah, "It's fine. I kind of expected it." <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, you make your way through into the dining room that's attached to the kitchen uh, via an archway. And you see Bull has sat down in a chair and the half-orc is... There's sort of like an island set up with cabinets overhead and he's leaning underneath the cabinets as you see he's got... Um, he's already had breakfast started. He was cooking and he's added more to it. And he's just leaning on the countertop looking at Bull as they're talking. So, what's on the menu? Uh, he glances back over his shoulder says, uh, bacon, rabbit if you want it, potatoes, that sort of thing. Not many people here right now, so there's not a whole lot to eat. I want to eat a whole potato right now. Um, What's your name? Um, I actually do have a name prepared oh. for him this time. Bob, Ted, Bill, <laughs> Martin. Um, Martin. <clears throat> he, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> good lord. He stands up and walks around the uh, counter island thing. Says, uh, Garen, Garen Allroom. I'll write it in chat for you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, his name is not Gary. No, I said Garen. Oh, I thought you said Gary. No. 
Well, Garen, my name is Kit. And he I'm... sticks out of my hand to shake. Um, you can actually see, now that you're up close to him, his hands are covered in scars and rope burn. But old, old scars. Used to be a sailor. Mm-hmm. And he turns to Sylphie, offering out a hand as well. Sylphie Phelan. Phelan. Yes. All right. Um, and he looks at a uh, bull, and bull's like, uh, bulwark, Phelan, calendar, whichever. And Garen nods and uh, goes over and shakes his hand as well, uh, and just returns to the kitchen cooking, leaving you guys be. Oh, you don't seem entire, entirely surprised that we were breaking and entering into your home. Nope. A little weird in and of itself. Well, um, I know why you're here, I guess, is the, uh, I'm the one who posted the bounty. Oh. Oh. Okay. I didn't really expect you to just walk into my house. Okay, for the record. The door unlocked. Also, it was Kit who did it, not me. I left it unlocked because my wife is going to be home in about 20 minutes. Oh. Still. Dangerous. Give her a key. A little bit. Yeah, I mean... But also, Kit, we should do a little bit of vetting before we just, you know, walk into people's homes. So, that's on us, right? Should have locked the door. Oh, God. To be fair, I would have just picked the lock, but should have locked the door. So, you know this person is going to come rob you or try. Or somebody near me, yeah. I'm the, uh, I'm one of the, uh, treasurers of the Bondsman's Guild. I handle bounties. Oh, okay. And I figured my home is going to be a, uh, target. So I went and posted that, and I expected people to be sneaking around, but, uh, considering how you guys are operating, I don't know if you're ever going to catch him. Does the what is that supposed to mean? guild have like an emblem? Yeah. Can you describe it to me? And he pulls his robe collar up and you see the pin. The golden snitch pin. Gotcha. Um, I take the pin out of my bag and I like hand it back to him and like I saw this as well, and I was concerned you were the thief. So I was hoping to track you down with it, but here you go, you can have that back. Yeah. He he takes it with a very mildly concerned look on his face, but you also get the impression that not a lot shakes this guy, and he just pockets it and goes back to cooking. And uh, Bull, on the other hand, um, Ball, on the other hand, looks at uh, Kit and says, You really shouldn't steal things when you're trying to catch a thief. I thought it was evidence. 
Mm. Oh my god, you two. <laughs> I thought it was evidence. Mm -hmm. Trying to be a good good detector. Mm -hmm. Um and Garen speaks up and he says, To be fair, you didn't know. But uh Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Now uh, me and my uh my wife and a few of my kids are all part of the Bondsman's Guild. Okay. Oh, is that the... Didn't you tell me about a girl, like, picking flowers or selling baskets or something? She's a little too young to oh. be part of the Bondsman's Guild. But yeah, that's one of my kids. Okay. Ah. We thought maybe she was academically advanced. Well, I think she is, but uh, she's too young. Uh, so, what do you know about this orc that is supposedly coming to... Well, I know his name is Tamar, but that's about it. Uh, he's not from here. Um, is there a reason that you think he's going to? I mean, I hear that he has hit a few places around here, but is yeah. there a particular reason why you now are taking out this bounty for him, or...? Partly, part of the reason we let him go so long was, uh, previously it was just small hits. Things that we expected maybe somebody desperate would do. You know, small thefts, a little bit of money here, a little bit of food there. And so we weren't, we were just sending out guards to look for him. We weren't hiring bounty hunters. But then about... A week ago, he decided to break into the Holdron Company <clears throat> and uh, stole an entire safe's worth of worth of platinum. Wow! Jeez, that's a lot. He could retire Which, off that. By the way, right? kid, you've heard of the Holdron Company? Have I? Do mm -hmm. I need to make a history check? If you don't remember, sure. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, history. Uh, six. How much? Six. You know you've heard it, but you don't remember where. Uh, let me go through my notes. <clears throat> that sounds oh. familiar. The Holdren Company. Hmm, what do they Holdron. do? Holdron whole drawn company what do they do um and he looks over at you kind of surprised that you haven't heard of them and says uh they're a they're a canning company they preserve food sell it across the world they wouldn't so, happen to be in port saris would they i'm sure they've got a few big operations on each continent huh that sounds very familiar. I think. Ah, the Holdron Company, the cannery. Yes. I know who they are. Do you like them? They pay well. Hmm. Hmm. What do you know that you're not saying, Kit? <clears throat> We'll, uh, we'll talk about it later. Alright. Uh, so. 
any other things that you can give us? Maybe we can catch this guy when he's not actively trying to rob you. Does he hang out anywhere around town? Do you know anybody who knows him? Uh, well, like I said, he's not really from here. Um, he sort of popped up a couple months ago, held an honest job down at the docks for a little while. But as uh, soon as he got fired from that job, we started noticing some odd thefts here and there. Again, small things. But uh, now we have reason to believe he's behind the uh, bigger thefts, and we're trying to figure out how he does it. Because the only evidence we have is people seeing him go in and out. But nothing is ever picked. Nothing is ever left open. Hmm. Does he have a set of keys? Not to all the places he's hit. That's true. So I mean, people see him go in, but they don't see him struggling to open the door or anything. He just walks in. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Does he carry... Hmm anything with him? Anything odd? Like a weapon or anything like that? Uh, as far as we know, he carries a couple knives, wears a bandolier, has a dark cloak. Uh, a bandolier? Yeah, cross chest belt with pockets. Mm. Ah. My mind immediately went to Sabriel and I was like, he walks around with seven bells strapped across his chest? Well, that is a type of bandolier. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's a very specific bandolier. Or is it a beldolier? Uh, anyway, it's so. Beldolier. Uh, hmm. Interesting. I wonder if he's got some sort of innate magical ability. Well, we've never seen him cast a spell, so I don't know. The best account we've had so far is, uh, older fairly wealthy woman on the other side of town she uh she was one of the first big places hit and uh she talked about there being no uh there being no evidence of like lock picks or anything uh no scratches even on the insides of the locks and mm. she caught him on his way out and all she said was that he seemed completely unimpeded by fences doors he just got right through them as if nothing was locked nothing was dangerous he vaulted over things without any effort at all I assume that's caused by magic but she never saw him cast a spell mm. yeah is, can I make like an arcana check to see if there's like some spell or something that uh, I know that yeah you that? can okay would I know anything about that or like ring Make a bell? Make an arcana check. Okay. God damn it, my dice just ran away again. Uh, I got a 17. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. Ow. God burn. Get I a know. dice box. I do have one. I have this little piece of plastic. Then <laughs> stop <laughs> dropping so it. sad. Uh, arcana? Mm-hmm. Uh, five. Okay. Totally worth the wait. Um, 
Sylphie, you are aware that there are some kind of more powerful spells that can give somebody uh, an easier time moving through difficult terrain. Like if they were running through a forest that's full of brambles, they would be able to go at full speed instead of half. Um, specifically, freedom of movement. Um, but that does not explain how he's just getting through locks. Okay. And sort of the way Garen explains it is he walks up to a door and just opens it, even if it's locked. Oh, that's cool. I want that power. As far as they've seen. Um, from the... And just to add to that, because you had a fairly good role, you do know of spells that can just open a door, but they do require a pause. Like the knock spell, you have to knock and wait. It takes about a round, and then you can go in. But he's literally just grabbing the handle and going. <clears throat> um, Garen does say that he's... Uh, this, this other guy, uh, Tamar, has been spotted... Like, as he grabs the handle, he has something in his other hand, but there's no weight. It's like, grab handle, touch, go. Hmm. So they think he might be using a tool or a spell, but it's so fast that they have no way of seeing it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I guess I will tell them that... Uh, what I what I know from my, that check. Um, I don't know if maybe he's like just really good at picking locks, like super duper good, or what? Um, Kit, was it Garen that you saw go in the house? That you followed after him? Was it? What do you mean? Was it Garen that I saw going into the house or? Or was it somebody else? Was it somebody else? It was a cloaked figure. Garen, how long have you mm -hmm. been here? I uh, just got back. Okay. Okay. So it was, it was you. him. You were wearing the wet cloak? Yep. Yep. It was okay. him. Well, at least I I could I could have been like he's in the house, but I think he might be. Oh, oh. <laughs> there's um, there's there's other doors, other windows, other true. ways in. There's a chimney. Garen, oh God, where do you is keep he gonna your... Santa Claus? <laughs> oh my God, Garen, where do you keep your valuable things? I don't keep them here. So you have nothing of worth here. I mean, there's decorations, but I don't keep money or much more than mid-tier jewelry here. Yeah, what everything. Was that, that amulet that's on the mantle place, what does that do? Uh, and he glances out and he says, I don't know. It's my wife's. Insight check. Okay. <laughs> I just want to make sure. He seems pretty truthful, but... It's another 17. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. He just okay. knows it belongs to his wife. Okay. Um, 
I'll be right. Well, Sophie, you were watching the other house, right? Uh, yeah, I was watching the blacksmith shop. Yeah. Okay. Did you see anybody go in? Did I see anybody go? In? Nope. No activity that you could see. Nope. But he could have just like jumped through a window or phased through a wall or something. T to be fair, there was like a good hour there that I was just like talking to my granola bar. So. I'm gonna. I'll I be right. I'll be right back. I'm gonna sprint across the street really quick and like knock on the door to wake the fear bulk up. Okay. Um. Yeah. Kit, just go across the way and just Naruto run. Sylvie's left with Garen and it's just like super awkward. And she's just well, Bull's there too. Bull's a good buffer. He just starts talking. Yeah. Like, so, what's the Bondsman's Guild do? And Garen starts talking to him. He seems kind of charmed by Ball. Um, but yeah, easy. Kit, at the blacksmith shop, the lower shop itself is sort of open. Um, all the materials and tools are locked away. And they're like uh, sort of grates that they put up. But it, you can just get in super easily. Um, nothing of value there but there is a stairway that leads up to the second level to the actual home so you run up those stairs and knock on the door and it takes a moment before you hear and you hear someone just go and you hear the door handle like grab and you see it slide open and a kobold is hanging off of it before he drops down and he like pokes his head around he's like He just looks at you. Oh, hi. Uh, did you... Did this place get broken into tonight? He zooms off into the house to start looking. Uh, thank you. I'll wait patiently. <laughs> um, after a, about 30 seconds, a different colored kobold head pops around the edge of the, uh, the door. Hey, did this place get broken into tonight? He takes off. This happens several more times. Yes, until I do you, it every single time. <laughs> until you get to the very last kobold, um, this little red kobold who doesn't like pop out like the others. He just actually walks around the door. He's a little bit bigger than the other ones. Um, he seems to be the smart one. Ah. Uh, he was the one running the shop front. Mm. Um, but he just like pokes around. He's like, why is everybody running around? We wanted to make sure this place wasn't broken into tonight. Hmm. And he, like, pokes his head out the door and looks around. Like, inspects the windows. There wouldn't be any evidence of a break-in, but you would have things missing. How do you know? Because someone told me what happens when this guy breaks into your place. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and you hear big, heavy footsteps coming, and you just hear a, a lazy kind of voice go, Why are we all up at dawn? This, it's just too early. And the furbolg comes out, and the kobold, like at rapid fucking speed, tells him exactly what you just said, like word for word. And the furbolg kind of blinks, like he's too tired to catch up. He, he spends about an extra five seconds just catching up. Mm -hmm. He's like, Oh, okay. 
Um, he looks at you, Kit. He's like, you're, uh, you're friends with that, uh, that girl. Yeah, the old, the old one. Yeah. That seems kind of rude. Yeah, it she is, is rude. She is what it? she is. You're not here, Sophie. Yeah. I, this is just a voice on the wind. Yeah, it is really rude. rude. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Hunter's Mark. Um, yeah. Uh, but the the you see the other kobolds start to gather up behind the furbolg, all chattering in their own language at him, um, which I don't assume you speak kobold. Um, I don't speak kobold or draconic, so. Yeah. Um, draconic, that's what they speak, sorry. Yeah. Um, but they're just chattering at him, and he's like, whoa, 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 hold on, okay. One at a time. And he points at, he points at the, um, uh, more of a blue tinted one, and he says, "River, what happened?" And oh. the blue, the blue one goes, "All the profits from last week are gone." <gasps> I didn't even see. Oh no! And he then points at sort of a, a bluish green tinted one. He says, "Glenn," um, and he's like, "All." Your your best hammer's gone. It's gone. It's not in the safe. It's gone. And the fur you can see the furbolgs like brows furrowing, and the other two like tell him that something else is missing, less valuable, but just saying like these little things are missing. And the furbolg looks over all of them and looks at you, Kit. And he makes his way. You can you can see him straight back through the hallway, walk into an office mm-hmm. um, that one of the kobolds already searched and you hear him open something up and you hear ah fuck oh I feel like I missed it uh, how much profit did you lose and the the, the river um, looks over to the uh, the red one that's like the bigger one the smarter one um and he he pulls out a little notebook and like flips through it like hyper speed and just and looks down at it. he says that's um probably about 423 gold holy fuck yeah that's a good week oh my god um wow i'm so sorry and he closes his notebook and shoves it back in his pocket. Um, kind of looks around like he's not really sure what to do. And he looks back and he says, Dad? Dad, should we open today? And the furbolg... Oh, they call him Dad? <laughs> oh, the furbolg comes back. He's like, oh, I will open up the shop, but just sell stock. I gotta go talk to the warden. Um, we are, we are finishing up some business here and then we'll also go to the warden and let them know what's going on. And, uh, the furbolg, uh, comes up still kind of in his, like, night shirt and loose pants. He pulls on a pair of boots and a cloak. He says, uh, well, did you, 
did you catch do you know who it was sounds like you knew something happened we know who it was but we we found out something new about him apparently he can open things without picking the locks well that's a pretty neat trick i guess yeah Um, no spells no picks but he can open anything and be in and out in a second without anyone ever knowing we didn't even see him he could have come through anywhere. He didn't even have to use a door. He could have used a window, anything. And he looks at all the kobolds who you see all of them are like hanging their heads in shame. Um, and he he kneels down in front of all of them, which still puts him a good fair bit higher than all of them. He's like, it's okay. You did your best. But we planned for a guy with lockpicks and keys and that kind of thing don't feel bad and they all look at him like just dejected lizard puppy eyes and they all like go up and like hug him and he wraps them all up and sends them downstairs to start opening up the shop and he turns and looks at you he says well I'll be at the office I guess okay well we might see you there And he uh, makes his way down and off to the warden's office. Okay. Uh, Kit makes his way back across the street, sprinting. Bull is still talking to Gary. (laughs) Um, Bull is still talking to Garen about the Bondsman's Guild. And Garen has given him a full description of what the Bondsman Guild does. um, Which is, you know, for Sylphie's... I'm acting, Ben! (laughs) For Sylphie's benefit, if you care, the Bondsman's Guild takes care of debts, uh, bounties, basically anything financial and contractual. Sounds very fascinating. Yeah. (laughs) I imagine Sylphie's just sitting there like, uh, please save me. (laughs) You don't know if Bull's actually interested or he's just trying to be polite. Um, but yeah, Garen's kind of droning voice is also a little like, yeah, we, uh, we file away contracts that people have signed, make sure they get paid. And it's, it's real boring, (laughs) but yeah, Uh, you just hear, ah, and get (laughs) (laughs) reappears. They got broken into across the street. What? That's impossible. Uh, he took everything in the safe and he took their best hammer. Oh, not the hammer. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, no, I saw that thing the whole night. There's no way. There's no way. I didn't even see him. Say that to the 423 gold that's gone. Okay, well... Did it? Okay, Taylor, did I, like... I don't remember <laughs> if we made a if I made a perception check. You did or not? Did, was it good or bad? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was actually very good. Yeah. So what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I think it was like the 17, 19 range somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. He's sneaky. Sneaky snake. I, I swear to you, I was looking at it like the whole night. Except the moments you glanced at your granola bar. Even when I was eating the granola bar. Just one eye here, one yeah. eye there. Yeah. Granola bar. If I could do chameleon eyes, I would, but I can't. 
Yeah, I can't yeah, either. I can't either. I can kind of do cross eyes. Not really. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah. I well, can too, there. but nobody can ever tell. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Um, uh, I have to open my eyes really wide in order to do it. But. So, yeah, they got broken into. Um, but I told them we'd be there after we finished our business so we can have breakfast first. Well, I mean, no, no, no. I, Sylphie marches out the door and goes over next door. Uh, Garen, do you have like maybe some bacon to go? Maybe a, a hot potato in a bag? <laughs> hey. He, like, glances around his kitchen. He grabs, like, a little, um, like, a little, uh, linen sack that, like, you'd get ingredients in at a store. Mm-hmm. Uh, because plastic doesn't exist here, and neither yeah. does Tupperware. Um, and he, like, shoves, like, some, some, like, butcher paper inside of it to keep, like, grease from soaking through, and he just puts some bacon in it and hands it to you. Can I, can I have a potato, too? He he reaches over, grabs a hot potato with his bare hand, and drops it into the, the hot box. potato. Um, hot potato. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna take that with me, and I'm just gonna eat it like a walking taco. Oh, sorry, microphone. Ooh, Jesus. Lo- sorry, sorry, I hit it. <laughs> it's okay. It wasn't that bad. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna eat it like a walking taco mm-hmm. with my yeah, bowl. plastic spork. No such thing. Um, you with probably eat it. Spork. You probably eat it with like the end of a dull dagger or something, like uh, an eating knife. Damn it! Yes. Ah. Manly. Just um, eat like a heathen. Yeah. Bull follows after. How dare you? Bull follows after you. Um, and you see across the way the uh, Sylphie. You've arrived at the shop, and you see all the little kobolds opening things up and they're not lighting the furnace, uh, the forge, but they are putting out, you know, stock to sell for the day. What the hell? There's no way! There's no way! (laughs) You immediately see all of them stop and stare at you, just wide-eyed. Where's the furball? Where is he? Uh, Dad went to the the office. (laughs) I walk into the office. No, the warden's office. Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you meant his office. No, he doesn't have like, an office. Ugh, okay. Uh, I'm. Can I please make well, an investigation? Oh. Anyway. Can I please make an investigation check to see if I can figure out anything that this guy has done at all? Sure. That means I'm going to get a natural 20 and you can't tell me anything. <laughs> uh... Depends on what the total is, really. 17. 17? Yeah. Um, Walking around the building and looking at all the windows, uh, there's only one door in and out to the actual house area. Um, But looking at all the windows, even going as far as to, like, back down the street and look up at the roof where there there is uh, the chimney for the forge and the chimney for the actual indoor part, you don't see any evidence of anything, just normal house wear and tear. Uh, I'm sure Kit's gotten to the inside of the house now because he was following yes. Sylvie. 
Um, yeah, the, the, the red kobold, as you guys are investigating, he, like, stays with you, just, not that he doesn't trust you, but, like, it's his house, and it's weird to have strangers yeah. inside w- with nobody watching them. Um, can I try to search for, like, footprints or something? Make an investigation check. Okay. Ooh. Sorry, math. Investigation... 14. You find a couple dusty kobold and furbold prints, and that's about uh, it. That's not useful. All right. Just going to keep eating my breakfast taco. Yeah. You got the little red kobold, like, following on your heels. Uh, can I find one of the kobolds and be like, you, is there, is there a back door or something around here? There's a cellar. Is there a way that you can get from it from the outside? Yeah. This is the little blue one, P.S. Okay. He's the smallest. Um, Okay. And he he's currently like standing on a small table like bringing down racks of tools that are for sale. And he hops off the table and he leads you around to the back where you did kind of notice it but you weren't sure what building it was for there's actually a hatch in the middle of the alleyway um and he goes up to it and you see him fiddle around with a ring of keys and he actually unlocks two separate locks before he throws open the door um and immediately this sort of wet earth and uh, wet earth smell hits you of like an unfinished earth basement uh can I do an investigation down there to see if there's any like sure footprints or anything or anything that he's left behind? I guess. Ugh. Ugh. Five. <laughs> uh, you go down into the basement, which the floor is finished, but the walls look like they're currently being like built up with stones. Um, but the some of them are unfinished and still just earth. Uh, with uh, some supports. Um, And there's a fair bit of uh, material stored down here that won't like rot or uh, rot or rust away in the uh, in the sort of damp and cold. Uh, And then like wine and beer stored down there and then a ladder that goes up to the the actual house itself. Is anything Um, down here missing? Uh, the little blue one sticks his head in, looks back and forth, inspects a couple racks, and he turns and looks at you and he says, I think Glenn stole another bottle of wine. Alright, well, what Glenn stole doesn't really help me, but thanks. You asked, and he yeah. goes and climbs up the ladder to like check the hatch up there. But no, you don't find any evidence of break in. Just kobold prints. Alright, fine. Little lizard dog prints. I guess I leave. Okay. That's probably how he got in, but if I didn't see him go through the front door, then it's like or unless he was invisible somehow. But I would have seen the door open then. Or maybe he's super stealthy. That stealthy? Yes. I love how Sylphie like can't believe. She's just like, I can't believe I rolled a five. I can't can't believe. believe. 
yeah. Uh, but yeah, nothing. No sign of forced entry. No unfamiliar prints. Nothing. Okay. Sorry, that was a weird noise. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll go back outside to Kit. Oh, hi. Hi. Just eating my taco. Red so, Kobold is still there. Yeah. He probably probably like 70% chance that he went in through the cellar in the alley. Mm. And I didn't see it because I wasn't looking at the cellar in the alley. Oh. So there's no benefit to pointing fingers or placing blame here. Uh, what we do need to do is we need to find this fucker and shove a sword up his ass. Okay. So, oh, okay. So, Garen yeah. said that he did have a job down at the docks, but now he does not anymore. Mm-hmm. So where is he staying during the day? somewhere. Uh, yeah. Well, and he's also got like if if he stole all that platinum, he's rich as hell. So maybe he's going to a bar in the middle of the day. He's got to be talking to somebody, right? He's got to be like flaunting it. He's got to be spending it somehow. Hmm. I don't know. Trying to yeah. think of options. He's got to be. Well, he could do one of two things. He could either flaunt it, or he could stay in the last place you'd expect and be in the crappiest part of town. That's true. To not look suspicious. That's true. Hmm. By the way, but... Selfie, mm-hmm. you're gonna start getting exhausted here soon yeah, because I you know. have not slept. Probably me too. Um, you you had a long rest. Oh, you that's did, right. but it's it's off your normal like rhythm, so mm. it's a little weird. All um, right. Do we want to go check in with the wardens real quick, or do you just want to? Yeah, let's go check in with the wardens real quick because what's his nuts is waiting for us. Okay. Fine. Okay. Sure. To the wardens. To the dash. Um. To the dash. Yeah. Yeah, you guys uh, make your way away from the shop, and the kobolds all like watch you leave. Just curious, and uh, you make your way back around to the warden shop with uh, Bull in tow, <clears throat> and uh, getting up to the warden's office, you see there's a small crowd of people outside the office. Oh no! All of them looking like they just woke up. Um. And you see the Furbolg is among them. He's close to the door and just kind of like knocking like, Marshall, Marshall, we need help. They're not open? uh, It's it's very early. Um, But you can see inside like a candle gets lit on the desk and you hear somebody walking around before finally the door clicks open and all the people just flood inside. Oh no. Everybody talking at once. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
looks like a lot of people got robbed. Um, you, yes, that's exactly what happened. Uh, you hear among the just cacophony of voices, among these probably about 10 different people, um, you just hear them all saying like, I, my savings were stolen, lost a hundred gold and another person saying all of my mother's jewelry is gone. What are you going to do about it? Um, and things of that nature where the fur bulk has realized that this is a lot and he has shut up and moved into the corner. Uh, I'm going to walk up to the front and I'm going to be like, everyone shut up! Make an intimidation check. Okay. I've never used intimidation before. Ooh. I know. That was a nat 20! Oh, All right. six. Alright, Sylphie, yeah. You step up and with a sudden surge of confidence, you're like, everybody shut up! And everybody stops and turns and looks at you like Oh shit! And you hear the uh, the marshal uh, Zed, who's standing at the front of this crowd, say, "Thank you, thank you, ma'am." Um, all right. You seem to uh, have an idea what's going on. You two yes. come up here first. Cool. I walk he means up. us, right? Yeah. I okay. Think so <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Everybody here had something stolen from them, yes? Yep, 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 yes. Okay. Did anybody Just several see, answers. Did anybody see someone break into their place or see someone leaving their place last night? They all look at each other, and one of them, this kind of scruffy teenage boy with, like, the too soft, like, beard that's... He should really still be you shaving. Mean, like, what the, I have? five hairs. Yeah. yeah what I'm growing? <laughs> Not as impressive. Um, oh. Yeah. But, wow. yeah, just scruffy, scruffy chin. He says, I saw, like, a, like a tall guy in a cloak... What kind of guy do you did you recognize like any defining features anything like that? No, he was wearing like a mask. A mask. What the mask yeah. looked like? Yeah. Uh, shit, I should have drawn it for you guys. Um, he's he says, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It looks kind of tribal. Um, have you ever guys have you guys ever seen the dragon priest masks from Skyrim? Possibly, yes. but I can't. Like, think like Croesus. Um, grab a an image for you here and throw it in chat. But uh, anybody watching, just real quick, Google search that. Uh. Um, but yeah, it's uh, he describes it as having these like weird, deep grooves, and the eyes weren't super open. Um, So both of you can actually make me a history check once you get the description. And the kid will actually, like, draw it at uh, Zed's request. God, come on. That was a net one. Uh, I have no idea. Five. Neither of you have ever seen anything like this art style. Great. But it's cool. definitely not... You know it is definitely not Dolmarig, and it is definitely not Harassian. Okay. Great. Okay, well, we have a mask. All right. Uh, any 
anything else like color of the cloak? Uh, dark gray. The mask okay. was kind of tarnished gold. What color was Garen's cloak? Garen, uh, black. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of what else to ask. So, and you didn't get any like. So you said you said he was big. He was a big, big dude. Yeah, he was kind of tall and broad. Okay, that mm. sounds work like. Um, it does. Uh, it's like um, I saw him walking out the kitchen door. Uh, out. He he explains that he uh lives uh he he's basically a servant at a local uh, noble's house. Um, and he explains that there's a door leading out of the kitchen onto like the estate grounds. <clears throat> he says, yeah, he was just walking out the kitchen door. Didn't stop. Nothing. And then he walked up to the fence and was just over it in a second. Did it look like he jumped over it or did it look like... Yeah, he, he climbed over, but it was like really smooth like he didn't have any trouble at all huh. yeah that sounds like him uh anything unique that was taken or is it just money and valuables i mean mostly yeah um we did notice that there was a um a painting missing but we didn't see him leave with it. It was a big painting. It was like, and he like shows you, it's like wider than his shoulders. It's like, he was just gone. Okay. He's got a bag of holding. Probably. Uh, anybody else? I'd kind of address the rest of them. Anybody else have anything unique that he took or just random expensive things um among the group they all kind of start talking at once but among what they say most of them just say money jewelry valuables yeah. um but you do hear one of them mention that uh an entire safe was actually taken like a like three feet across four feet tall safe does a bag of holding, I guess it goes to a pocket dimension, so mm -hmm. it doesn't, the weight. Well, um, the weight matter. does matter, okay. um, but a bag of holding can hold quite a bit. A safe of that size made out of solid steel, um, and they do mention the lock was enchanted um, uh. because it belonged to a fairly affluent person. Um, a safe of that size where weighs like a couple hundred pounds, um, which could be pushing most normal bags of holding. Um, and it would also be too big to fit in because the object has to be small enough to fit in the mouth of the bag. It would have to be a very specifically built bag or something completely different to fit that. Mm. Okay. Well... This wasn't helpful. Um, 
Awesome. All right. Well, everybody form an orderly line and follow your reports. Uh, that's not my problem anymore. Thank you. And I just walk through the crowd and out the door. I follow Sylvie. <laughs> yeah. Um, due to your intimidation check, they do actually like line up in an orderly fashion That's and start right. filing their reports. <laughs> um, uh, once outside, I'm just going to turn to Kit and be like, I need to go. I need to go. I'm dying here. I'm so goddamn tired. I, I don't know. None of that helped at all. Uh, I'll come with you. I need to get some sleep as well. Yeah. I guess we'll go back. Oh, we gotta tell Ziegler that we're apparently staying another day. Oh, yeah. Isn't he at the inn, or do we have to go somewhere else? Well, last time we talked to him, he was at the bar, which it's like really early in the morning. But Uh, that might not stop him. He's probably there. Yeah. Yeah, let's swing by the bar and tell him we're staying another day. Great. I thought this was going to be fast. I thought we were going to like I get did in too. and and now it's <laughs> Taylor your face. <laughs> uh <laughs> You know, maybe we should tell Ziegler to keep a look on the docks because chances are now that this guy's stolen everything, the first thing he's going to do is get the hell out of here. Well, okay, so we know that he was making a big circle around town, but Mm -hmm. now he just kind of did everybody all at once last night. Mm -hmm. And from what it seems like, it's it's not the circle. Oh, shit, we didn't ask where everybody's houses were. I guess we can ask if they're all filing reports. We can get those reports once we wake back up from our nap. And... That's true. Yeah. I still think he's gonna hop a ship and leave. Let's tell Ziegler to keep an eye on stuff. Is there like a wharf warden, a wharf master? A wharf. There, there is a harbor master. Yes. Cool. I want to talk to him when we go out to find Ziegler. Okay. Um, yeah, making your way down to the uh, the docks and the pier where the Raven is currently moored. Um, the pier being the largest place to dock for specifically DAW ships. Um, the harbor master's office is pretty close. Um, it's getting enough. It's getting further in the morning to the point where people are coming out to start work for the day uh, after breakfast. And the office is just opening up as you arrive. Okay. I'm going to stroll on in and be like, I need the harbor master now. Hmm. Um, yeah, the office is located basically in a corner of a large warehouse. I say large for Eris Home. It's not nearly as big as like Nataline. Mm-hmm. Um, but walking in, there's a desk in the corner. There's a few chairs and there's a secretary, a young man, uh, human man, blonde, long hair, who looks up as you just walk in and announce, and he's like, oh, oh, okay, um, he's, 
uh, going through reports. Let me get him. And Thank you. Very he, urgent. Okay. And he pops up a set of stairs. And Sylphie, give he, me your badge. You need your own Just badge. for a minute. Just for a minute. I just need to borrow it. Fine. I hand it over to him. Thank you. Bull is still with you, P.S. Um, he's, he's just standing there like a goof. Um, after a couple minutes, you hear footsteps coming down, and the young man says, um, he'll be with you in just a moment. Um, and you see walking down behind him is, uh, a woman who looks like this young blonde man. Uh, you assume probably his mom. Uh, and she's carrying just a huge armful of papers. And she nods to both of you and says, good morning, and makes her way out. Is she the harbor master? No, she's not the harbor master. Oh, I was gonna be like, what the fuck? She's she's a she's a uh, well, technically, I think there's it's weird. There's no mid title. Mm. Like there's the harbor master, and then there's the people that work for them. Just the vice harbor master. Sure, um, harbor harbor master junior. Yeah. Um, whatever. Uh, after another couple minutes, you hear uh, pretty hefty footsteps that don't quite sound right coming down the stairs, and you see a pair of hooves descending, and you see this uh, pretty slim, almost bordering on thin, uh, brown-like chocolate-colored minotaur who has oh. a horn sheared off at a weird angle. Um and he makes his way down dressed in this fine double-breasted uh, green coat with sort of leather trim. <clears throat> Think like Ford's jacket uh, from the, the fancy episode. Um, makes his way down. Uh, you can see he has this big medallion on his chest that shows a uh, sailing ship. And he comes down, arms sort of folded behind his back very uh very admiral like and mm. looks over the three of you and says all right what is it uh i just flashed the badge i'm like yeah we're with the wardens um so we uh need you to stop all boats from leaving this harbor today son are you stupid no not at all but you're gonna keep them here because we've just had a huge break-in and the guy's gonna make a run for it we're pretty sure Hundred percent. Ninety-nine. I, I. I wouldn't even go that high. I'd go like eighty-five. I can't stop people from leaving. This is not a. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but this is a pretty small town, and if people want to leave, they leave. Cool. Can you stop any orcs that are oh, trying seems to like leave? Profiling. Oh man. Yeah, I guess it does, doesn't it? Shit. Uh, what who are you, what are you looking for? There's a guy who is robbing places. His name is Tomar. He's an orc, and he is wearing a gray cloak. Wait, and he he stops you. He's like Tomar. Yeah. Yes. Do you know him? Yeah, I know him. Okay, is that good? Is that bad? I mean, friend or foe, you play know. Play cards. That's about it. When do you play cards? Where do you play cards? Usually, Hesperdain, end of the week. 
Are you playing cards soon? Let me check what day it is. <laughs> um. So it is currently okay. Um. He says, uh, "Well, we played cards yesterday." Do you know where he is, where he lives, who he sees, what he does? I mean, that's an awful lot of questions to just ask a card buddy, but all right. Um, well, well, yeah. Do you know if he has any like regular hangouts or anything like that? Do you know if he is staying somewhere? Um, at the moment, as far as I know, he stays at the, uh, and he walks you guys to the, the door and points out to this sort of, to call it a halfway house would be a little, eh. Um, he points to it and says, generally, sailors stay there if they don't feel like staying on the ships. It's sort of a hostel. Okay. Uh, I mean, has he mentioned anything to you during your card, your card games, like any outside activities he might be doing, anything suspicious that has stuck out in your mind or anything like that? Um, well, he's been around for a while, if for a sailor. I expected him to ship out, but he's been here for a long time. Hmm. Like two months? That's a lot. Yeah. Well, we have reason to believe that he uh, came here as a sailor and uh, is no longer in that profession. So... Hmm. Yeah. Well, um... Now he doesn't really talk that much about himself. He's he's a real charming guy. He tends to ask other people questions. Mm-hmm. Do you know if he has any special abilities that you haven't seen anywhere else? Ah, nah, he's a normal, hardworking guy. Uh, is he particularly lucky? When you play your card games, is he usually the winner? No. Actually, I find he loses more often. But he's a real good sport about it. Mm. He buys his drinks. uh, Nothing fancy, but whenever he loses, he buys a round. Which is often. Mm. Real friendly guy. Just doesn't talk about himself. Okay. Well... We're going to go check out where he's supposedly staying. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you see him around the docks and if he seems like he's going to be leaving, you are to stop him by any means necessary and you are to contact the wardens immediately, please. I think you got the wrong guy, but okay. But what is that supposed to mean? Well, he's a nice guy. I don't think he'd go around doing that. Okay, well, we have many sources that tell us. I think it's a misunderstanding, but yes, I will stop him and tell him to come clear his name. 
Okay. Do you know, is there anything specifically that you're like, he's, or is it just like, ah, he buys me drinks. He's a good guy. Cause that doesn't mean anything. Right. I've never, the, yeah, the relationship isn't that deep, but every other person who plays cards with us, we all think he's pretty stand up. He never's done anything wrong. Never gotten into fights, never drinks too much seems pretty smart don't know why he's a sailor he seems a little too smart to be a sailor but mm-hmm. seems like a guy you want to have a drink with oh good that's always a good description of people who yeah, are just total stand up guys uh, what do you want from me lady I run ships not I'm not a police officer. I know, but... Okay, but we are police officers, so... That's a deputy badge. You're not actually wardens. That doesn't matter. We know wardens, and they can make you do stuff. We know lots of wardens. Yeah. Ever heard of Dana? I've got him on... Got him on speed dial. Ever heard of Corbin? Ever heard of... Uh, I forget... Every Laura NBC Bain. name ever. Yeah, Laura, Laura Bain. Bain. Yeah, I heard that name before. Yeah, we're friends. We're tight. You do realize that this isn't like... We may have a marshal's office, but this is not a warden-run town. That doesn't matter. The point is... It's a... Mer- it's a... What is it called? Merchantocracy? Aristocracy? I don't know. Aristocracy is kings mm-hmm. and stuff. Or not People who run this town are a council of nobles. Hmm. Alright, fine. I don't understand why you're trying to intimidate me. I'm trying to be helpful. I'm just... <sighs> okay, well, right. let's do this. How about you stop him, and then we're gonna go look for him right now. How about you stop sure. him, and we'll give you money if you do. I don't need bribes. It's not a bribe, it's just an incentive to... That's called a bribe. Okay, well... Listen, I don't know what you two are trying to do. If my card buddy is in trouble, I want him to clear his name. I don't think it's him. So just get out of my office. I'll talk to him if I see him. And then you will tell somebody about it, please. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We are on... I, the Raven, Captain Ziegler, oh, is you're our that guy. Asshole? Yeah, oh my god, we're not like super close or anything like that. But he's he's doing us a solid. So yeah, he flirts with everything that moves. Yeah, I am aware. Uh, but if you do have any, information I got, for I us, got it. If I see him, I will stop him. I will tell somebody. You will be the second to know. Cool. Thanks. Thanks. Get Peace out. out. All right. I love how he says yes, and you guys just keep pushing. <laughs> because he wasn't really saying yes. He was being like, well, I'll talk to him, I guess. It's like, no. He <laughs> says, I want to clear his name. And so that was the yes right there. All right. All right. 
Anyway, break time. Yes. Uh, ben, if you'll send us over. I will do that. Please we'll mute your microphones. We'll be back in about 10 minutes. See ya. And hello, everyone. We're back. Hello, everybody. I just got something in the mail that is relevant. I saw. Oh, it's even got your initials on it. Hell yeah, it does. Who's that from? I bought it from a fantastic uh, crafter in Ukraine. Oh, nice. It is the cheap alternative to Wormwood because I can't... uh, Well... This is like 40 bucks, so I guess I could have spent an extra 25 on Wormwood, but I also wanted to like support a small uh, like crafter who is doing some unique things, and I like okay. the idea of a, a box with its own vault in it. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Now I don't have to use my, my cheap uh, fold-up one. I can just keep it as a backup. I need to get one because this... Uh... This this not great. I yeah. This is a I'm, cover from a stationary set. I'm the capitalist shill who does have wormwood. Of course. I'm gonna get wormwood at some point, but this is just a nice addition. Mine was like at the beginning of quarantine, and I'm just like, cool. I'm gonna be stuck in the house for months. Screw it. Finally getting a dice tray. Yeah. I yeah. Why not? It was a screw the world purchase. Uh, I think the world really cared. Probably, yeah. Yeah. It was like, ooh, Alicia, like, splurged a little bit. Whoa, I gotta what? get my kitten gear, apparently. Oh my and then it god. Yeah. I... Have I splurged <laughs> on anything? I don't know. I don't think I have. There was a period of time, like, at the beginning of quarantine, like, the first month or so, where I was just, like, buying everything. I was like, "Yep, I did oh, that this too. random Instagram ad? Like, sure. Right? I think not? I kind of did that a little bit, Yeah. Too. <laughs> I think I would have probably splurged on, like, games or something if anything had come out that I was really interested in, but when... Final Fantasy VII Remake showed up. I was like, cool, this is it. Yay. Well, this is what I'm going to spend my life right? on. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then I beat it in like a week and a half. It's like, cool. Yay. Waited, you know, 20 years for this. It's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah. It's over. It's over. It's okay. There's going to be a sequel. Mm-hmm. A sequel? Yeah, because they... Uh, they the only new made game, half the game. Yeah, they, oh, only did, yeah. they only did the Midgar section. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of game left. Yeah. yeah, I haven't kept up with the production, so I have no idea. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's real good. Anywho. Yeah. So here we are. We're going to play a game. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, Hello. bees. Hello, bees. Hello, bees. <laughs> um, all Anyone right, who so. doesn't watch Critical Role is going to be very confused. Well, yeah. I suppose it's okay to be wrong. Well, and I'm going to make Adventure Zone references eventually. Yeah. 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 Including this pin. And um, I'll have no idea what you're talking about because no, I no don't idea. listen to it. I've read the comics, but I don't listen oh to it. Taco's good out here. Um, Abraka, fuck you. <laughs> Abraka, fuck you. That was an amazing <laughs> moment. You don't need to know what that show is to appreciate mm-hmm. Abraka, fuck you. Yeah. 
It's such a good line. It's so oh. that whole show is just so good. It starts out so like dick joke, dick joke, fart joke, and then it turns and then into it becomes like, a story. Beautiful. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, That's why I have the pen. Phantasmal and resplendent mm-hmm. is one of my favorite lines that the DM Griffin ever says. He's like, "Loop appears, phantasmal and resplendent," yeah. and it's just like, oh. <laughs> Anyway, I've listened to that probably like five times all the way through and like every single time I cry in the same spots and I get chills in the same spots. I haven't heard the last two episodes yet, but I love it. I will not say anything, though. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Oh, uh, speaking of that. Oh, oh God. Sorry. I'm just going to sidetrack for a minute. Guess who finished editing my doing the first edit of my next novel who oh shit oh taylor did <laughs> already wait oh i thought you meant your fantasy novel no 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 yeah so uh get ready weesh because it'll be on its way to you yay alicia I'm oh so brace i know yourself. you keep talking it up you brace were tweeting the other night about how i had how good to call is. i had to call ben to yell at him <laughs> for breaking your heart yeah for breaking my soul and bringing back traumas i didn't know i had well ben that's like right up my alley is like torture porn yeah yes emotional torture porn emotional torture porn that is the exact genre Corey asks me frequently like why do you read and watch things that hurt you (laughs) (laughs) it's a good question and I typically don't, so this was quite a uh, an adventure. P.S. If anybody who's listening is wondering, uh, Blake currently is working on a story coming out this fall called Jonathan's Letter, which October second. October second is when it will be fully out. But you are working on beta reading and mm-hmm. uh, pre-orders. Pre-orders, yeah. Pre-orders will go up a month before. Um, and of course, I'll send it out on my newsletter and everything. But yep, yep, yeah. Follow him at Blake R Wolf on Twitter. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're so helpful. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess, or you can sign up for the newsletter. Yeah, BlakeRWolf.com. Woo! We'll do shameless. We'll do shameless plugging yeah. at yeah. the end I as know. usual. But no, I just give context. But anyway, yeah. uh, you yeah. guys are. Uh, Oh Kitten god, I already selfie. lost my memory. Kitten selfie. Um, we're going no, We're going Character. to the um the the Sailor Halfway House. Yeah, well, we have to find Ziegler first, right? Yeah. I mean, oh. we could we're really close to the Sailor Halfway House, so we can do that we're first close and then to both. go get okay. Ziegler. Like well, they're they're like next to each other. Oh. So, I think No, you're right. Kit, we should go to the halfway house first. Yeah. Because then if we don't find him there, then we can be like, okay, Ziggler, this is going to take a little bit longer, but if yeah. we do find him there, we could be like, okay, easy peasy, all done. Yep. Um, it's a yeah. me. It's a me. Tamaru, or whatever his name is. To, to, yeah, what is it? Tomar? Tamari? Tomar. Oh, no, Tomar. Oh, Tomar. Tomar, okay. Yeah. All right. Not Tomar, Tamar. It's me, Tamari. T- tomorrow, Tamar. Tomorrow, Tamaru. I mean, if it's Mario, it's Tamario. 
Jesus, you two. Uh, yeah, let's go to the Sailor Halfway House. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, this uh, particular building is sort of a, a long, thin building with a very heavily pitched roof. Uh, very dirty and gray with just really boring slate tiles on the roof and boring walls and nothing special about it. Um, just covered in filth. Um, but making your way around to uh, the side where the main entrance is, uh, there's a double door entrance uh, that's just constantly open and when you get closer you realize the doors are broken and actually leaning in the uh in the door jam um you make your way up a set of stone steps to the front and you see over the uh over the doorway in very faded metallic leather lettering is just sailor's hostel it doesn't have a name mm. um and inside you can see down this very dirty hallway with pieces of a carpet left. Um, you can see people hanging out, sitting on benches, smoking, eating. Um, and you see an office off to one side that looks like it's been boarded up. Yeah, there's just sailors all over the place from all over the world, all different races, um, all of them suitably filthy. And you get the idea that this place is not specifically for sailors in port, though some of them do stay here. This is for sailors that don't have jobs right now. Mm -hmm. uh, is there like a... scan the room for Tomar? 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 Tomar. T-A-M-A-R. Like you're, like you're saying tomorrow, but... Or like Tamari. Tamari, yeah. That, that idea. Soy sauce. Uh, yeah. Can we scan the scan the room for tomorrow? Yep. Go ahead and make perception checks. Perception checks. Perception checks. Make your perception checks. Oh, God. Ooh. See if you it's can spot the one. <laughs> 25. What'd you get, Alicia? Nat one. Great. I just wanted you to repeat it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Sylphie, you step in and just a wave of smoke and filth hits your, your nose and you're just like, oh god, and you don't see anything. You just want to get out. What? Um, honestly, vomit would probably be the cleanest this floor has ever been. Ew. <laughs> um, oh god! Yeah, uh, but Kit, you've been to some pretty seedy places and seen some pretty gross stuff yeah, in your... I have adventures to fuck over the skull yeah um so you're not as bothered though the smell of tobacco smoke kind of sucks for you because it's not a dull marg thing it's like oh god this reminds me of skull yeah. um Ew. but you glance around and you do spot a couple orcs um around the place uh two of them are fairly small kind of gangly Looks like they're on the verge of starving. They're just keeping it together. But they're gambling all their food money away. Of course. Um, and then you spot often uh, another corner, kind of by himself, is a larger, broader orc. And you see him just... Uh, 
I don't remember what it's called. I think some people call it like five finger fillet, where you take a knife and you stab between each oh, finger. Yeah. Oh. He's doing that at a fair clip. Just practicing. Creepy. Um, yeah. I'm going to stroll up to him and be like, hey, I'm going to see if I can surprise him. Be like, hey. Make a stealth check. Twenty-three. Twenty-three? Okay. So stealthy. Right. So stealthy. You walk up and uh, just sort of pop up on him. And uh, let's see if he fucks up. As soon as you speak, he stops right above his middle finger. Hi there, buddy. Just... These really intense, like, weird blue eyes that orcs normally don't have Mm. just train on you. Hi there. What's your name? And he goes back to his... Okay. Uh, So, are you Tamar? Make an insight check. Nat one. Dice, like, oh god. He has no reaction. <laughs> he has zero reaction to you. Just keeps going. Hmm. Uh, well, you can either speak to me or you're under arrest. And he stops again with the blade between his thumb and forefinger. You can see the brows furrow. And he looks up at you. Yeah, so do you want to tell me what you've uh, what you've been doing the past couple of days? Tomorrow? Uh, Sylphie in the background is... Can, have I noticed this interaction? Yes, you have noticed. Okay. You're just uh, gagging in the background. <sighs> I think I'm going to, like, brace myself. Uh, you, like, pull this. up a handkerchief and... Yeah, uh, yeah. Go full COVID-19 as you yep, walk through. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, wear your mask. Selfie does, so you should too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll pull, I'll pull that up. Shut up. I'm trying. Um, I'll pull my handkerchief up and then I will um, maybe not take my sword out, but just like get ready for it. Like brace myself for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just yeah, there's there's the just a stare down happening right now. Tell me your secrets. Oh, this is uncomfortable now. No, I don't. It, it's like you two are looking at me. <laughs> I don't like it. Um. <laughs> so you want to tell us where you were tomorrow? He still doesn't say anything. You see him sheathe his knife. And he sort of, on the table, he just puts one arm over the other and leans on his elbows and still unblinkingly looking at you. Can you, can you speak? Can you hear me? I don't, okay. Um, Stoic is fine, but it's going to get you arrested. So, uh, let's see. I'm going to cast Charm Person. 
on him. Hey, that's my move. <laughs> no, your move is sleep and then people die. Well, that was Aether's yeah. move. That too. Yeah. <laughs> you guys kind of shared the same move. Yeah, I got rid of sleep. Sleep is no more. Because. No more. Yeah. Don't want to TPK the party with a yeah. sleep spell. Probably What's your uh, spell save DC? It is 15. Okay. Do I know if he fails or not? Spell doesn't say whether you know or not. Oh. Can you tell me where you were last night? He blinks. Uh, Someone else cast Charm Person, please. <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking uh, Kit, with your passive perception. Uh-huh. <clears throat> well, actually, it's pretty... It's obvious enough that Sylphie might notice, too. The room has gone quiet. And a lot of people are looking at you guys. Uh, what if all of them are in on it? I mean, there were multiple places that were mm. hit. Um, I I guess I'll try casting charm person too. Okay, what's your spell save DC? Uh, sixteen. God damn it. <laughs> hey, you wanna you wanna come over here? Come here. <laughs> yeah, so that's a no, so it didn't work. Um, <laughs> um as you guys are like casting spells, because these are verbal and somatic spells, people other other people know what you're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, you see a very tall, well, tall for an elf woman. She stands probably about six feet. Um, moon elven woman, uh, make her way over toward you guys. And she slides into the seat next to the orc and crosses her arms looking at you two. Yeah. Do you want to help this guy talk? What do you want? Uh, we need to speak to him about some things that have happened in this town in the past couple of days. All right. What would you like to know? Uh, can't he speak for himself? No. Why? And she looks over at him, and the orc opens his mouth. You see he has no tongue. Ah, that's why. Mm. You could have, like, signaled or something. Can we get a piece of paper or something? Write stuff down? I'm, I pull up beside Kit. Now I'm like, hi, I'm also involved in this. Can we can we just have him write stuff down or something? What stuff do you like want that? to know? No, 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 no. We're not playing this game. No, you're not. Are you like some special person to him or anything like that? Or I'm his wife, yes. Oh. Okay. Still. 
would rather talk to him. There's got to be a way. And she looks over at him. him. She says, Olsen, do you have your journal? And he nods and pulls out a leather journal and plops it on the table, looking real pissed at you guys from just interrupting his day. Question to the moon elf. Uh, What's this guy's name? Olsen. Not Tamar? Go by any other names? Not that I've ever known of. Do you know who Tamar is? Yeah. I see him around, yes. Okay, can you point us in his direction? That's kind of who we're looking for, and he wasn't talking to us, so we made an assumption. Yeah. Mm. Um, She glances around the room. All the people are still staring at you. You get the feeling that Olsen is well-liked, and people are pissed at you guys <laughs> for messing like, with look them. around is like nothing to see sorry mistake yeah um Just... but she glances around the room her brows kind of furrow and she says he was just here of course he was of course he was do you know where he likes to hang out when he's not here um the barn next door cool kit uh... takes off to outside oh. the building and immediately searches for somebody like running off. Make a perception check. Okay. I guess I'll follow too. Damn it. 12. Since I'm outside, can I also make one? Yeah. 11. Okay. Um, outside and sort of behind the buildings, you guys see a couple drunk idiots who started drinking way too early or didn't stop last night. Mm-hmm. Um, just laying in the alleyways or sitting up against the walls. Um, you don't see anybody moving toward the bar except one really staggery drunk guy. Did you say bar or barn with bar. an N? Okay. Uh, I guess we should go to the bar. The yeah. bar. The bar. Um, is there the bear? Bear. Um, <laughs> um, is there only one entrance to the bar? Uh, no, there is a back entrance. Okay, I go. I turn to Kit. Which entrance do you want to take? The back or the front? I'll take the back. Okay, I'll as take always. The front. What? Oh no. <laughs> I know what Kit is. I know what Kit likes. Um, Whatever. I know what Kit likes. I know what Kit wants. <laughs> oh my god. Kit likes okay. boys. Yeah. Um, anyway. True. <laughs> Truth. Um, yeah, you uh, each make your way to the uh, opposite entrances. Uh, Kit, when you go up to the back door, it is unlocked, but it leads into a kitchen. Um, and there's a cellar door next to it that's, like, set against the side of the building. Um, Sylphie, you make your way into the bar that you guys previously visited to find Ziegler. Um, it is currently fairly empty. There's, like, a couple people there uh, eating breakfast and drinking a morning beer. Uh, Ziegler is not there. Okay. Uh, can I do investigation to see if he might be hiding somewhere, like under a table? Uh, or that's more of a like perception that? check, but yes. Oh, okay. Well. 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 Oh, that was all right. Uh, 16. Um, 
at the moment, you just see the bartender who is a pretty stocky dwarf gentleman. Um, and then the two patrons who are sitting together, they're both uh, wood elves. Okay. You also uh, see a cat in the corner. Oh, I'm going to go up to the, the bartender. Mm-hmm. There's a cat? Yeah, there's a little orange uh, tiger-striped cat in the corner. It's Frumpkin. Oh, no, he's he doesn't look like Frumpkin. He's orange tiger stripes. He's not spots. You mean like this? Uh, I think Frumpkin is more of a um. He looks more like a Bengal. He's um, a, he's supposed to be a Bengal, but this is official Critical Role Frumpkin. Yeah, but it's cartoonized, out. and Bengals have stripes and spots. Yeah, yeah. So fuck it. Um, but no, this one looks like Milo from Milo and Otis. Oh, yeah, little Such blue-eyed orange kitty. So I'm gonna obvious. cast Divine Sense. The cat yeah. is Tiamat. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Do you imagine how terrible that would be? Just the cat body explodes, and there's a five-headed dragon. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um. Anyway, uh, Divine Sense, you don't feel anything in this room. Okay. Um, I go up to the bartender. Um, his mouse the... in his mouth. So it's more like, oh. Aww. Aww. I go up to the bartender. Tenor? Tenor? Yeah. The bartender. <laughs> like, hello, 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 hello. Good uh, God. Uh, I go up to the bartender. Uh, and I say, Bart, Bart, yeah, his name. Sorry, Ted. I can't stop. I, hey, I yell at you guys, and then I can't stop. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, hi. So, morning. Uh, hi. Hello. Um, oh my god, you do it every <laughs> single time. Every single really time. It's like a compulsion. You um, do it in real life. You do it in RP world. Oh, you do it everywhere. Yeah. It's like, hi, morning. Hi. hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> oh, uh, hello. <laughs> uh, so, did you happen to see anybody come in here? Uh, orc dude. Uh, pretty big. Uh, kind of acting like he's in trouble for something. Um, like, right now. Oh, uh, he glances around. He's like, yeah, there's a... Uh, Lord upstairs just rented a room. Cool. It happens to go by the name of Tamar. Uh, he said his name was Theo. Okay. Still gonna check it out. Uh, what room is that? Who are you? Flash the. Oh no! I, I can't flash the word in Badger because Kit has it! No, no, no! Yes, I do. Speaking of, let's jump to Kit real yeah. fast as you just haul your way into a back kitchen. Perception check. Perception Go for it. Check. It's 20. It's 20. Oh. Okay. I win the honey pot. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why we don't sway. It's always. <laughs> It's very, it's very sudden. It is. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We both oh, do that. Now. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, God, that that looks weird on camera. I'm gonna stop. Um, 
Anyway, you look around the kitchen, um, you just open the door, and immediately you kind of frighten three uh, halflings who are working in the kitchen, and uh, in the uh, back towards what you can guess is another hatch going down to the uh, cellar, um, you see this uh, tiefling uh, man who's like this dark royal purple color just like start, and he's like, um, you, you're not supposed to be back here. Did anybody just come through here? No. No? Okay. Except you. Okay, can you show me to the bar? Can you take me to the bar? And he points to the door. Thank you. <laughs> I go through the door. You just walk through. This is a door that swings back and forth, and you appear uh, behind the bar. It's a saloon <clears throat> door. Uh, eh, um, but, uh, yeah, you appear behind the bar just as Sylphie is talking to this dwarf and you hear the name Theo and the dwarf like jumps and he's like what you you do not what can't get out of that and he like shoes you away I hop over the bar I vault over the bar and he like huffs and he like grabs a rag and starts cleaning the spot your foot touched sorry uh so who are we Theo we going after Theo you we're not here for that. Oh, I have the badge, P.S. Okay. Wardens. Uh, but you weren't there for that, so... No, you come I... She's... Or, I'm sorry. Taylor said that I heard oh. the word named Theo. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kit just dashes in, vaults the bar, whips out the badge. Yep. Yeah, he's with me. Uh, Breaking the We're going to go upstairs, so... Breaking the um, law. Um, regular Knowles. Regular, regular Knowles. Regular Knowles. So we're going to go upstairs. <laughs> Elderly Knoll. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the dwarf, like, seeing the warden badge, he's like, all right, he's in, he's in the room one. Um, oh, upstairs. To the way. To the dash. Um, to the to the second floor! Nobody's gonna understand that reference. It was one episode, two, okay. maybe. Um, yeah. You guys make your way up this, the narrow stairs to a potentially narrower hallway where there's a number of doors. Uh, doors? Doors. D-W-O-O-R-S. It's well, dwarven doors. Yeah. That's my dwarven favorite band. Doors. That's my favorite band is the doors. <laughs> Three, doors doors. Down. Three doors down. Three doors down. God damn it, this is stupid. Oh my god. Anyway, uh, you turn to uh, the left to go down to room number one. Uh, and what do you do? I, I knock gently. Room service. Room service. Oh um, my god. Yeah, you hear a fairly gruff voice on the other side say, What? Uh, we have a package for Mr. Theo. What? And you... He literally him. just checked in, and you're like, we've got a package for you. They already updated your mailing address at the <laughs> make-believe ye old post office. Yeah. Um, he opens <laughs> up the door, much. and the door, and you see a uh, sort of pale olive-skinned, like olive-green-skinned orc. Um, in just a simple sleeveless shirt, uh, sleeveless tunic, trousers, boots. Yeah. 
does he look like Tamar? A little bit. Can, so it was Theo, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This box is for a Tamar. We must have the wrong place. Okay. Do you know where we can find him? No. It jingles like it's full of gold. It sounds like there's, <laughs> yeah, something valuable in yeah, it. Yeah, it sounds valuable. Yeah. Very. Uh-huh. Okay. Weird. Insight check. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Oh, he knows the name. He is a very good poker face, but you can see a tiny reaction to the name Tamar. I reach out and I cast Charm Person. Okay. Man, now I got to get a new stick. I mean, you can do it if you want. You're just not doing it fast enough for my liking. Yeah, as soon as you, like, reach out, you see him pull back, Mm -hmm. and then his shoulders relax. He's like, yeah, how can I help you? Yeah, can you, I'm sorry to bother you, but can you tell us where we can find Tamar? We need to deliver this box to him. Um, well, he's gonna be here in, like, five minutes. Oh, cool. Do you mind if we just wait inside? Maybe we can chat, or, like... Sure, come in. All right, let's go inside. Pushes the door open um, and lets you guys in. Uh, you do see that on the bed he has put this uh, this like duffel bag, like mm-hmm. canvas duffel bag, and um, he just walks over and sits on the edge of the bed. I I look at the duffel bag. I'm like, what's in the duffel bag, friend? I while they're doing that, I close the door and stand to the edge of the door so when it opens, I can like reach over and grab whoever walks through. Okay, um, and he, like, sort of waves toward it. He's like, oh, just clothes, a uh, little bit of money for the road. We're, we're about to leave port. I fucking knew it. I can't, where's my finger? I fucking knew it. Kid is silent. He's just, that's in his head. Uh... Okay. Anything else you got in here? Like, gosh, I feel like such a turd. I'm sorry. I don't I mean, know. It feels kind of gross. Um. I mean, that's just my stuff. Like, his stuff isn't here. Oh, okay. We're gonna we're gonna stay the night, and then we're gonna hop a ship to uh, Enoch. To Enoch. Oh. Mm-hmm. Why are you guys What's going there? Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. Honestly, there's not really work there to be had, but he insists that we're going to go there and make some good money. Hmm. Interesting. Weird. Um, what kind of jobs have you two been doing here? Um, mostly... Actually, I don't really know what he does. I mostly work on the docks and just do odd jobs. We were staying in the place next door for a while, and then um, he got a little bit of money, enough for us to have, like, a nice-ish room for a night before we leave. Um, That was nice of him. Yeah. My brother takes good care of me. Oh, he's your brother? Yeah, he's my big brother. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Hmm. Um, hmm. Before he gets here, I'm just going to walk around uh, and whistle a little tune <coughs> and uh, give Kit uh, bardic inspiration. That's a D6, my friend. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't whistle very well. I know, so. which is why I do your whistle for you. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's almost there. It sounds like a dying canary, but you know. I can't. I can't whistle blowing out. I have to suck in to whistle. I, I can do either. It, yeah, it's really bad. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, you uh, give inspiration, and about five minutes later, you hear some pretty hefty footsteps uh, coming toward the room. I'm gonna move to the side, the other side of the door that Kit's okay. not on, and I'm going to take my sword out. Okay. Um, the door pushes open, and stepping past both of you, you see a slightly larger orc who looks quite a bit like Theo. Um, and he's got, <clears throat> he doesn't have any bags on him at all. He's just walking through. Um, looks at Theo. Let's see if he notices. May, both of you make stealth checks for starters. Okay. Okay. Um, 17. 16. Okay. Um, he steps through, doesn't I, see you, out of his peripheral. I, as he walks by, I'm just going to reach over and slowly and quietly shut the door. Without making it click. He, wow, he has really good perception, he's just not rolling well. Um, but yeah, he steps through looking at Theo and he says, Alright, uh, change of plans, we're, we're leaving today. There's been a change of plans. You're staying here. He stops. And you hear him sigh. We just want to talk to you, Tomar. Tomar. And he turns to look at you. Um, and you see these, like, really intense, weirdly glowing green eyes. <clears throat> Creepy. Most orcs tend to have like black or brown eyes, but he and Theo both have green. His are almost luminescent um, as he looks at you. And he reaches up very slowly, so not to set you up, reaches up a hand to just push his uh, long black hair back. He says, All right. So, uh, do you want to turn your bags out for us? And he just opens his hands and shows you he's not carrying anything. He doesn't even have any weapons on him. Mm. How about we make this a little bit easier? And I'm going to cast Zone of Truth. I knew it. Zone of Truth! It does not affect him. It doesn't take or it doesn't affect him. You don't know. It just doesn't work. What about his brother? Theo is... Yeah, he's probably within the area, but he's also under charm. Um, it does work oh. on Theo, yes. Okay. Alright, so... 
did you steal the stuff? I don't know what you're talking about. Theo, do you know Theo what I'm talking about? Looks over, says, "We don't, we don't steal." Do you not steal, or does your do you, like both of you collectively not steal? Well, and he looks at Tamar. He says, "You always taught me not to steal." And Tamar nods. He says, "That's right. You never should." Uh, is there an extenuating circumstance? And Tamar looks at you. Says, "Desperation." Hmm. Well, how about this? Um, why do you need? as much money as you've taken. I haven't taken anything. Insight check. Go ahead. Okay. Insight check! No, yeah. yeah. Now I know how Matt feels. Uh-huh. Every <laughs> time. Every five seconds. Um, Instead of, do I believe him? Insight check! I'm gonna yeah. use, can I use my inspiration on that? Yes. 23. You don't detect a lie. What? I wonder if he has other people doing it for him. I wonder if he has a demon living in his body that does it. That too. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tamar, why do your eyes look so weird? I've got a little bit of magical ability. Oh yeah? What's your specialty? And he snaps his fingers and you see a little... A ghostly hand drift off of his. He says, I can do this and a couple other things. Like get through doors without unlocking them? No. How do you do that? (laughs) I turn to Theo and I go, do you know what your brother does after sunset? I mean, and he looks at Tamar and says, you're working, right? And Tamar nods. Does he tell you what his job is? Yeah, he's a bodyguard. For who? Whoever pays. And you don't know who's been paying him? And he looks at Tamar again. He says, well, last night it was um, that that lord over on the east side, right? And Tamar nods, says, yeah, lord, uh... Oh, we'll come up with the name, Taylor. Uh... Lord, lord Thunderbutt. Lord... Dildo. Lord Tanris. Oh. Lord with just an E after it. <laughs> I was just seeing that on <laughs> The artist lord. The artist uh, formerly <laughs> known as lord. Yeah, uh, lord Tanris. Hmm. Mm. Okay, uh, we sh- we'll go check up on that, because um, I don't think you were guarding Lord Tanris. That sounds like a fake name. It sounds like you almost just made it up on the spot. Yeah, what's up with that? Lord Tanris runs the local Carpenters Guild. A likely story. Do you have a receipt, an invoice? Yeah, and he goes and reaches in his pocket and he pulls out this little like pocketbook and he shows you folded up is a contract from the Bondsman's Guild that shows he was to uh, take the place of a guard off duty 
for the previous night, and he is recorded as being there from sunset to sunrise. A likely story. <laughs> and it is signed and sealed by the Bondsman's Guild. Okay, can I... Can I do some other check to see if I know more specifically, like, why his eyes might be glowing? Uh, arcana or religion or history check, whichever you prefer. Oh, or whichever whichever you think is more likely. They're all the same. Uh, I will do arcana. So I think I'm pretty sure it's magic something. It is an unnatural 20. Okay. Um, there are a lot of different things that can cause a person's eyes to glow. Thaumaturgy, which is just a glamour. Um, could be... Uh, you've heard stories of people being possessed or controlled who have glowing eyes. That's my um, some powerful... Or some... Some different types of magic casters can have glowing eyes. Usually the cause of a spell gone wrong or a certain power source. Um, constructs tend to have glowing eyes. Uh, there's a lot of causes. I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to reach my hand up and just hold it in front of him. I'm going to cast Dispel Magic on him. Let me double check what that does, because there's some things that might affect. I had a thought. I had a thought. It might be worth something, but it's probably not. Nice. That was a cute song. Thank you. <laughs> Any spell of third level or lower on the target ends for each spell of fourth level or higher on the target. Make an ability check using your spell. Okay, so you're casting it specifically on him. Uh, yeah, his, like, general area, yeah. Well, you have to choose a creature, object, or magical effect within range. Oh, One. okay, then I will choose... I'll choose... Ugh, why you gotta make it so difficult? I'll choose him. Because that's literally the spell. I'll choose him. Okay. Um... Roll. Uh, make an ability check using your spellcasting ability. So, um, roll a d twenty and add it. Yeah, add your uh, spellcasting ability okay. modifier. Nineteen. Okay, he blinks and the glow stops. Oh. So what do you have, or what are you casting on yourself? Do you feel any different? What did you just do? Uh, I just ended whatever magic you have going on that's making your eyes glow. Okay, why? Because you're fishy and I want to know why. After about six seconds, it starts again. 
It only lasts for one. For one round. Your so dispel, dispel magic just ends in effect. Uh-huh. If a new effect is cast, dispel magic doesn't affect it. Did he cast anything? Did I see him cast? You didn't see his lips move. You didn't see his fingers move. Nothing. Did Theo do anything? No. Theo hasn't moved. Do you know what kind of spell you're under? I'm not under a spell. Yes, you are. Because I just ended it and then something cast it again. Hmm. Strange, huh? Alright, let's start with this. I don't like this guy. Do you know anybody who might be using you for things that you might not necessarily be wanting to do? Is there anybody fishy in your life who might be taking advantage of you? Well, considering this is a port town where a lot of people go through on their way to run away I wouldn't be shocked if somebody tried that but as far as I know nothing's happening to me is there anything on his person that looks magical or looks weird or off like talismans anything like that um well let me give you a quick description of him um so Fairly tall, fairly broad-shouldered orc. Uh, Not huge, but uh, lean. Uh, Long, super dark black hair, uh, glowing green eyes, uh, uh, olive greenish skin. Um, At the moment, he is wearing a uh, like three-quarter sleeve tunic and a black vest, and then a jacket over that like a sailor's jacket that's currently open um dark trousers he has a red sash around his waist and he has tall uh black boots um looks like a proper like almost uniform you wonder if he still has it left over from a previous job Mm -hmm. um you don't see anything immediately obvious he wears a couple rings that look pretty innocuous um you do see beads from a bracelet on his left wrist, and you do see there's a chain around his neck and there's something tucked inside of his shirt. Can you show me your necklace, please? Well, he pulls it out. And while it's, he's, mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, while he's doing that, I want to cast Divine Sense again. Okay. Um, he pulls out the necklace pendant, and you see it is a symbol of... Make a religion check for me real quick. Because Sylphie would definitely not know what this is. What is that? 13. 13. Um, the symbol shows... At first you think it's waves, and then you realize it's rolling fog across this sort of weirdly dull gray silver pendant. Um, and in the mist, you see what looks like a comet shrieking across it. You recognize this as a symbol of a lost goddess from the Balin pantheon, Senna. What do I know about her? She has been gone for a very long time, like mm-hmm. thousand plus years. Um, she was destroyed by her son, she used to be the goddess of knowledge and mystery. Mm. 
Okay. Well, I wish I had detect magic, but I do not. Yeah. Um, Sylphie, as for the, what did you say, divine sense? Divine sense, yeah. Okay. How many of those do you have? I have six altogether. Okay, just double check. Earlier. Yeah. Because you haven't slept check. yet. You're, you're getting tired. Yeah. I'm keeping much, track. Yeah, much longer and you're going to be exhausted. Um, yeah. With him, um, let me check the details on that again. Ben, where can people find us on Twitter? Oh God, uh, stop it! <laughs> I'm just trying to fill the dead air. It's not till it's not till the end. Um, we don't have sponsors. Let's so. talk about other things. So uh, the weather today is absolutely terrible. Oh, oh God! God. All right, 95 degrees, and we're um, all 95 years old. I'm logging off. <laughs> <laughs> I hate talking about the weather. I know, same. Yeah. Um, you get. An extremely oh. confusing read off of Tamar himself. It's not celestial, it's not fiend, it's not undead, but something is different about him. So just his whole deal. Yeah. Normally with Divine Sense, you've used it enough times to know that when it gives you an answer, the answer is fairly specific. Mm -hmm. This answer is like, what the fuck is that? Cool. So it's affected um, by the Hallow spell, but not the rest of it. What? Nothing. Continue. No, Hallow and Consecration and Desecration are not part of this. Oh, okay. This is like it's sensing a creature. Um... How do we and separate him? Yeah. Huh? Nothing from the the talisman that he has? Um No. Okay. I I lean over and whisper in Kit's ear, like dude is radiating some sort of weirdo energy. Uh weirdo energy. Yeah, I can't I can't tell specifically what it is it's not great it's mm. it's something that i haven't seen before we're in the no we're not we went to a different town um do we know of any like cleric monastery type deals around here? uh you've seen a couple very small like temples and churches um mostly dedicated to either sea gods or sun gods. Mm -hmm. Okay. I ask, um, I asked Tamar, do you know a guy named Garen? Yeah, I'm aware of him. How aware? Have you had any interactions with him at yeah, all? Yeah, he works at the Bondsman's Guild. Okay. Do you know if you guys have had any falling out or anything like that that he might want to get you put away or anything like that? And he sort of crosses his arms and he pulls out his pocketbook again. 
um, and looks at the uh, the contract. Says, well, he didn't seem to have a problem with me when I went and picked up this contract. He gave that contract to you yesterday? Not directly, but he was there. And he so, didn't say anything? No. Well, So the contract that you had for the Lord, yeah. he gave it to you? No, but he was there. Oh. Why would... So why would he give you a contract if he put a wanted poster up for you the same day? Where? At the In- warden guild, or yeah, the ward guild, ward, warden's, warden's, o- guild. warden's office. Yeah, the warden's um, office. Yeah. Um, uh, that's where we found that you had a bounty on your head. Said that you had been stealing some things pretty routinely in uh-huh. a specific pattern for, and that his a house while. was next. And yeah. it turned out that the house across the street was what got robbed. We talked to him this morning. I, I don't know. I don't have a problem with him. Do you want to try to get to the bottom of this? I'd rather just leave. Why are you going to Enik? Yeah. Work. For but what? There's like a Theo bunch of hill no people work there. there. And he looks at Theo. He says, well, Theo's not a mercenary. I am. Okay. We're going to Anik Island too. And yeah. there's nothing there. There's like goats and stuff. There's plenty there. There's people there. How about this? I have a proposition for you. Will you go to a monastery with us to try to lift whatever is bothering you and let us get to the bottom of this and then we will give you a ride free to Enik. I don't know what you think is happening to me, but sure. You are under some sort of enchantment and I need to know what it is so that I can help you. Cool. Okay. If it's a free ride to Enix, sure, why not? It is absolutely a free ride to Enix. Do you two want to pack up right now and we'll go to the monastery? And Theo stands up and just picks up his bag. I like Theo. Um, well, he's also charmed right now. He's charmed oh, and in zone of truth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so are you ready? Yep. Okay, let's go. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk behind everybody and let Sylphie lead the way. To the okay. monastery. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tamar just shoves his hands into his pockets as he walks, and Theo is walking along holding the strap of his bag. Um, and they follow. Where did Bull go? Uh, Bull is waiting outside for you guys. He was. Okay. He decided to stay outside in case Tamar tried to make a run for mm-hmm. it. Okay. Um, but yeah, when you guys come out, you see him just standing there watching the uh, the door and the alleyway he's at like a corner so he can see if tomorrow runs either way um but when he sees you step out with these two orc brothers he's like i oh, did we find him yes uh, but there's something else going on complications have arisen we're yeah. going to go see if we can find a holy place we need a priest okay an old All one right. and a young one a little priest dibs on the young one <laughs> have a little priest um is it really anyway 
Sir, it's too good, at least. Do you remember, do you remember when we auditioned Yes, I remember singing that song and our accompanist, it was Chris, couldn't play it because we threw Sondheim at him. Yeah, that was our fault. It was. That was really. (laughs) But we sang the whole thing a cappella and we waltzed across the stage probably terribly. Yeah, and we didn't get it. We and didn't I was get sad. it. I mean, we, we got so in, well. but we didn't. Yeah. Yeah, but we really did. We did a really good job. Okay, guys. Sorry. Focus. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Um, you make your way out, and uh, Sylphie, what kind of temple would you like to go for? Sea, sun, particular god? Uh, was there anything about him that I could? With any of my arcana checks or anything like that, was there anything that I could glean, like, what type of magic he was under or anything mm. like that? No. Oh, uh, God. And there's no whale mom monasteries around, are there? There's a small shrine, but not an actual church. <sighs> yeah, it's not going to do it. Um, whale mom! Whale mom! You up? Um... Yo. ASL. Uh, uh, shit. Uh, I'm actually gonna loop around, or I'm going to ask Kit. Actually, I'll have, I'll be like, Bull, can you get in back for a second, and I need to talk to Kit? Yeah, and he drops back. Okay. I motion Kit to come up. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where to take them. Uh, we should probably... What color was the glimmer in his eyes? Green. Uh, green. We should probably take him to the sea temple. Is green sea, really? I don't like... know. It's closer than whatever the other thing is. The sun. Is there, is there a, a ghost temple or something? I don't know. I think ghosts. I think so, green. in the area, um, there are mostly sun and sea temples. There is, uh, there's Pelor, Lathander. Um, there is a super small, cha- uh, like, chapel size uh, temple uh, to Hesperus, whom Kit would know is the Balin god of the sun. A lot of people have kind of forsaken him. Um, there are temples to Melora, uh, Njord and Aegir have their temple together, uh, Valkyr, um, let's go to the temple of Melora, and there's, and a temple to Ursan, who is the Balin god of death. Yeah, let's go to Melora, I feel a little more comfortable with that. The wild mother. Um, yeah. Yeah, you guys make your way uh, toward the north edge of town, which Theo and Tamar, they don't try to get away from you or anything. They're just walking along. Um, the Temple to Melora is one of the bigger ones, um, but it is also one of the more naturalistic ones. It is very familiar to probably Kit. Uh, it's very druidic. It's literally dug out of the side of a hill. It's like a hobbit hole of a temple. Nice. Um, with a with a huge like square door at the front. Um, there's just wandering livestock and wild animals around the place, or well, not wild, but like deer that are kept by the the druids. And uh, you see several people in greens and blues wandering about the place, taking care of the animals and plants and these big garden beds. 
Um, the temple itself is easy to miss unless you see the door. There's no like big sign or anything crazy, uh, but there is a big tree perched on top of the hill. Um, make your way up to it. The doors are open if you want to just go in. Everybody notices you guys, but doesn't doesn't bother you. I'll lead everybody inside. Okay. Um, the interior is, again, probably more familiar to Kit, where you've seen, when you were a kid mostly, a lot of druids and shamans, shamans? Shaman, would live in these sort of caves and hills, um, and they would have just completely natural interior except for maybe wood on the floor. Um, the interior of this one is finished except for the ceiling where roots are hanging down and there's actually little lights hanging from the roots. Um, pretty tall ceiling, like 20 feet. And at the far end of just this long rectangular room, uh, there's an altar that has a little pool in front of it. And there's a number of uh, cushions sitting on the floor. There's no pews like a typical church. And then there's hallways leading off to the left and right. Um, inside, you do immediately spot who must be the high priest. Um, it is this really tall and thin... Uh, good lord, what's the word? Uh, Aarakocra. Um, oh. which you don't see very often in Harris at all. They're not very common outside of Geralt Shell. Mm -hmm. um, but he is wearing sort of a sash over himself that doesn't mess with his wings and a long, like, kilt skirt, uh, but no actual, like, shirt. And he's just standing at the front of the room, leaning on a, on a staff, watching as people just go about their work. I'm going to walk us all up to him. Okay. Um, he, when I say tall and thin, he's an Aarakocra. He's short. Yeah. Um, so he's like five feet tall. Okay. <laughs> but for an Aarakocra, he's big. Um, okay. He looks up as you guys approach. Um, these mottled sort of snowy owl style feathers with an eagle face. Um, looks over you all. Little interested in why so many people are approaching him at once and he says can i help you yes we definitely need your help um this man yes. is under an enchantment of some sort and tamar goes i think that's a bit much but okay when i cast dispel magic on him his eyes stopped glittering and then it came back without him casting anything else and the Aarakocra sort of furrows his brows a little bit. You see the feathers, like, shift inward. Um, and he walks up to Tamar, looking up at him. And he says, well, there's one way to find out. And he just touches him, like, right between the eyes with the end of the staff. And you feel this tiny little, like, a shockwave. Mm -hmm. um, and... Tamar blinks and his eyes go out again. Um, he looks at all of you and then they come back. What is that? Yeah, for real. And the Eric Coker looks confused too. He's like, what? Are, 
What did you, you cast on him? Uh, restoration? Lesser? Greater. Oh. Could he be cursed? We So, let me explain. So, this... There's a guy in town who put out a wanted poster for this person. But the same morning that he put out the wanted poster, he gave this man a job. And then, as if he was to frame him, saying that this guy was going to uh, steal from his house, and then all of a sudden, ten people show up with all of their valuables stolen, and we think he might have done it without knowing it happened. And Tamar, on the other hand, says, I remember all of last night. I was at that house guarding the place. Oh, I believe you think you remember it. And the uh, Aarakocra sort of reaches up and with these talons kind of scratches his, his bottom jaw. Says, all right, well. Oh, Tamar. How long have your eyes been shining? Um, Did you even know they were? No. That is also when, what I'm slightly concerned about. So when you look in the mirror, like, have you looked in the mirror today or anything like that? Have you seen your reflection I don't at all? think I've looked in a mirror for a while. What and about he looks you, at, Theo? Yeah, he looks at Theo as well, and Theo says, um, they've been doing that for a while but I thought you were doing it you just didn't ask any questions about it well he has he can make his eyes glow he's done it before but he just shouldn't be able to do it without knowing yeah yeah I thought he was doing it on purpose Ah. I thought he was trying to impress a girl oh well, and Tamar looks at him. He says, "How long have has this been happening?" Um, he says, "I don't know, like a week." How long? That's how long. Or, these... Sorry, I'm sorry. About two months. Oh, that's much longer. That's that's basically since you've been here, then, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. How, how long, long have... have the robberies been going on again? Yeah. About two months. Ah, weird. The robberies have been going on for two months too. Yeah. I think you're doing it without realizing. Or I think but somebody I... has some sort of permanent yeah. thing over you. Does So, I'm trying to think. Is there any weird marks on him? Um, he's not aware of any, and you, you see a few tattoos, like when he shows you his arms and whatnot, and like what bit of his leg that he can pull his pant leg over nothing strange just some tattoos Sylphie what did you feel when you did divine sense on him it, just a whole bunch of confusing messages like usually when I do this I can figure out like oh that's what that is like mm. the the cat and the canary I knew that they were fiends right mm -hmm. but this I don't know it's it's just it's something but I don't know what it is so any ideas priest any ideas and the Aarakocra is just looking Tamar up and down 
and then looking at Theo, almost like comparing them, knowing they're related, uh, and says, "Did anything? Did anything happen when you arrived in town? Anything interesting?" And Tamara and Theo look at each other, and Theo does say, "Tamara stays quiet," but Theo does say, "He he kind of got beaten up really badly." Um when we got into town. Bye. But he was okay. Who did that? Uh some asshole in the uh in the halfway house. This big uh reddish like minotaur. Not not that one. Oh, not the okay. harbor master. Oh, I was about to say The Harbor Master is a brown minotaur. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, okay. Do you know what his name is? No, he just beat Tamar up. And you can see Tamar looks kind of miffed that Theo just outed him that he got beaten in a fight. Mm -hmm. Um, Theo says, no, he just took all Tamar's money and kicked him a lot and left. Tamar, there's nothing wrong with being beaten up. I've been beaten up a lot lots of times look how great i am very stable and well put together and proud uh so (laughs) did you see this minotaur after this at all or did he skip town no he's he's still around here and there he doesn't stay at the hostel anymore oh he got into the place and he jumped me and he pulls up the edge of his shirt and you can see there's a stab wound in the side of his ribs um thankfully didn't hit anything major um and theo like gasped because he didn't see that before um and tamar just sort of calms him with a hand and says he jumped me he took everything i had and about 20 minutes later Theo found me and got me over to a temple. Is there anything weird about that stab wound? Um, make a medical medicine check. Would I know know if it's possible to bestow a curse with a stab wound or like um, make an arcana check? Okay. I got a 17. 17? Um, Considering it was magical healing, uh, how clean the scar is doesn't really surprise you. Um, I don't think there's anything specific you would notice. It is. It's not a, like weird colors or anything like no, that. No, it's kind of silvery, like how star- scars get when they okay. heal up quite a bit. Um, it is a very small uh, wound, almost like the size of. Uh, like a pocket knife. Uh, yeah. And then, I, Kit, what did you get? I got a nine. A nine? Uh, you do know that, like, poison and, you know, weird substances can be delivered with a weapon. Spells, you aren't sure. It seems possible, but you're not sure. I'll just ask the priest. I'll be like, is there, is there a way to like, 
put a curse on someone or possess them by stabbing them? Uh, well, curses, I've, I've seen curses before, uh, delivered with a knife, but, uh, usually I can break those fairly easily. Is there but, something bigger we can use to try to break it? Uh, bigger you'd than have to find restoration? A, yeah, you'd have to find a much stronger priest than me. I... Usually, restoration, remove curse, those sorts of things, take care of it, but whatever this is, it's different. Are you, like, the head guy here? Yes. Oh. Damn it. Um, is there um, anybody the... else who you would recommend? Uh, not that I really know on this continent. I'm not to boast, but I'm one of the more powerful priests in on the continent aside from the uh, high priestess of Diana in Midcourt but uh, uh, yeah we know her I'm yeah. sure there's more powerful druids on uh, in Green's March but good luck getting there I feel like if we go tell the wardens what we found, they're going to believe Garen and not this yeah, guy. I agree. So what we could do... We just sneak out. We could turn him in and then be like, here, here's your guy, and then they give us the money and then we break him out. And then we take him to Enik and maybe somebody on Enik will be able to help. Hmm. That's clever. I wonder if they lift the curse after they imprisoned him. I don't think they want to reveal that there's a curse. Yeah, but it wouldn't matter if he was imprisoned. They could just lift it and no one would ever know. But why would they lift it then? What What's the point of it? No evidence. I guess, but... I mean, if... If all of the like top priests of the island don't know what it is, then I don't think that they would have any incentive to lift it. That's true. It's not like anyone would know what it is. This is hard to choose. I mean, I'm just saying, it'd be kind of a pain in the ass if we did all this work and you didn't get paid for it. I'm so sick of paying for all of your stuff. So sick of it. So you guys are saying all this out loud. Yeah. And um, yeah. Tamar, like, raises a hand and says, I'd be up for being turned in and broken out. Really? Yeah, sure. Free ride to Enic, right? Man, you're brave. Here, here's the deal, though. You can't steal anything from us. I don't want to. Okay. And you have to, like, work for your, your keep and everything like that. Sure. Uh, all right, sure. Let's okay, so Theo, we yeah. need you to go back to the inn and... Stay there. And about now, 
is no. when the charm wears off. Oh god. <laughs> and Theo is like in the middle of answering you. He's like, "Hey, hey, what? Hi, what? How are you?" He, he looks at Tamar. He's like, "They, they," and Tamar is like, "Yeah, I know they did. Just uh-huh. chill." And Theo's kind of gets angry and like crosses his arms. Don't make me cast it again. Come on. You're okay. Let's see a smile. There. No, let's not do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a well, he's like 17, so. Yeah. Um, um so yeah, and Tamar like pats his shoulder and says, "I know. Honestly, it's probably for the best. Just chill out." So, Theo, we need you to go back and keep your room, and we will meet you there, but we're going to turn in tomorrow, we're going to get some rest, and then we're going to bust him out tonight. Yeah. And then we're Fine. all going to go to Enik. It'll be great. Yeah. And Theo, like, scoops up his bag and throws it over his shoulder and kind of stomps out. Um, the priest, who has also heard all of this, just turns away and says, uh, didn't he hit anything? And he You're, just walks away. Thank Good. you. Good luck. Okay. Thanks. Uh, so let's, let's do that. Let's let Theo go back and then we'll just take Tamara straight to the place. Okay. That sounds good. And then we'll get some rest. I'm uh, uh, while we're walking. I'm gonna tell you this, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, while we're going over there, I would like to avoid Garen's place. Yes. So that he doesn't see us coming from the temple. Yeah, easy um, enough. Okay. Uh, so uh, you guys uh, skirt along the shoreline into the harbor and then to the uh, warden's office. Okay, so while we're walking there, here's my plan. So we're going to take him there. We're going to get the reward. Mm -hmm. We're going to go back and get some rest. We're going to come back. We're going to break him out. Mm -hmm. We're going to make a... We're going to let Ziggler know to wait for us in the harbor. So as soon as we show up, we leave. Okay. And then the last thing, which is slightly optional, um, we could do a quick drive-by of Garen's house and light it on fire. Uh, okay, I was with you until that part. You don't want to um, light it on fire. Okay, I do. I like really do, right? Yeah. Because he's what, like, what a dick. But he did feed us breakfast. Uh, uh, did he feed us breakfast? He or tried, was he just, and like, then you guys left. I mean, he, he fed me of, breakfast. He's kind of just like, uh, come into my house and like pick stuff out of my pantry. Like that's not really feeding people breakfast. It's just kind of being like, eh. Food is food, man. You know what we could do? We could try to talk to the warden and tell him what happened. That Garen gave him a job and then immediately put a poster up for his want. I mean, that is less work. And then we could see what they say. And worst case scenario, we just turn him in. Turn him in and then go back to the original plan. Yeah. Yeah. I think if we do that, then we definitely can't set Garen's house on fire. No, no, of course not. Because then they'll know, like, oh, these two dicks don't like this guy, so... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's try it. Okay. We're going to the ward. 
Okay. Uh, you make your way along. I love that all of us did that. <laughs> it's like the... Uh, yeah. You guys make your way along the street with uh, Tamar in, in your uh, following along with you and Theo. Already gone off. Bull does go with Theo to just like talk him down and be like, hey, listen, we hey, had to. Hey, buddy, my name's Bull. <laughs> Hello, my name's Bull. Sorry, sorry about, you know, charming you. <laughs> it was for a good cause. Um, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, you reach the warden's office and uh, at the moment, uh, Zed is in there talking to. It appears the last person that came to file a report um, was just a noble-looking human man. Um, and he's finishing signing a couple papers before he walks out. Doesn't seem to recognize Tamar at all. Okay. okay. As we walk in and that guy leaves, I'm going to be like, mm-hmm. can we have a private place to talk, please? Yeah. Um, Zed looks up. He sees Tamar. And you see the brows raise. Make a persuasion check. Persuasion. Uh, none of that. Um, Fifteen. Fifteen? Uh, okay. Um, he pauses, says, Alright. Uh, and he looks over at the human uh, deputy he has. Says, uh, just uh, watch the front. And he stands up and joins you guys. He takes you down the stairs at the back where you see there are other cells, but there's also a side room that's sort of an interrogation room. As um, we go by the cells, can I like glance over and like kind of get a readout of the area? Sure. Uh, make perception check. Okay. Oh, boy. Uh, 16. Okay. Um, the three cells down here are fairly well kept for a, for a jail. Um, there's nobody currently down here. Uh, each of the, uh, cell doors has its own lock and then an additional padlock on it. Um, each cell is probably like like eight by eight and uh, each of them has a little window up toward the ceiling that's probably three feet no probably two feet uh tall and like four feet wide it's just like a strip with uh bars through them okay um but yeah that's that's about all you clock about these Okay. Uh, but the warden opens up, the marshal opens up the door to the side room where you see there's a table and several chairs inside. Um, and he motions all of you in. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we all walk in, close the door, be like, so there's something. Yeah, and Zed locks it behind you so nobody can come in. Yeah. There's, um, I know this looks weird, but there's something strange yep. going on. All right. Uh, can you see this guy? You see his eyes are shimmering? Yep. Okay. That's not normal. Uh, we already tried to have a priest remove it from him because it's not something it does naturally. And he couldn't. It just keeps recasting itself without Tamar using any magic. 
Oh, oh boy. <laughs> no. Oh, yawns. I'm sorry. Ah! I'm sorry. <laughs> Why you gotta I make the noise? That one. I couldn't um, help that one. Um, so, and then the other issue is that, uh, so Garen came in here and posted the the want ad for this guy, right? Right. Okay, but why would he give him a job the same day? And, why is uh, he? Tamar reaches into his pocketbook to show the contract, and um, Zed takes it. He says, "All you uh, sit down." And he looks over the contract as he takes a seat as well. Says, "That's uh, strange." So I don't know why Garen would do that. He's a pretty stand-up guy. Well, I'm not sure what's going on because we can't remove this enchantment that's on this guy. And I have a feeling that he is potentially the one doing the stealing without knowing he's doing it. So, sort of possession or control. Yeah, but he doesn't have any of the things that were stolen. He doesn't even have a way to carry them. And he looks at uh, Tamar says alright do you have anything like bags anything like that and uh, Tamar sort of half nods and he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out this little sheet of black cloth and the warden sort of furrows his brows at it and says what, what is that and Tamar says uh, oh my my mom gave it to me and you see him start unfolding it until it becomes about this six foot uh radius uh-huh. uh diameter radius whatever six foot across yeah. a black circle of fabric and he drops it on the floor and suddenly a hole opens in the floor what to a 10 foot deep cylindrical chamber that you see has actually been like built up with shelves along the walls Uh and he has possessions stored throughout the entire thing and sitting in the very middle is a like clothes trunk um and he motions to it and the is the safe in there uh make a perception check i would like to as well 18 I also got an 18. Okay. Um, you do see a 3x4 safe inside. Tamar, did you know that safe was in there? And he looks down into it and he's like, No. Okay, what? what's in the trunk? What's supposed to be in the trunk? What's in the trunk? Clothes. And he, he actually jumps into it, like, down a little ladder. It's full of um, gold. It's, well, yeah, he, he goes down the 10 feet and he throws open the trunk and it's full of platinum and gold. And the warden sees this and you see him reach to his belt for a pair of shackles. And Tamar looks up at you guys with this look of confusion and mm-hmm. almost terror. He's like, I, uh, this isn't mine. I, I absolutely believe that. Um, When was the last time you opened this up? Last night. Why and where? I got my armor out for my job. And none of this was in there? No. 
Did and you, put you your... see him? You see him start to get a little frantic, and he pulls like a box out of one of the shelves and flips it open, and you see jeweled pins and gold, and he drops it like startled, and he pulls out another box, and there's more gold, and he like pulls out a bag like a dusty bag, and there's more gold, and he's like, "This isn't mine. Where none so of this is mine. Where's your armor?" And he goes over to a shelf slot where there's sort of like a roll, like a canvas roll, and he pulls it out um, and he shows you this set of studded leather armor and you see a couple coins fall out of the roll. So when you put this armor away, was any of this here? And he, he looks around and says, well... I put my clothes there and he shows you like a several like slots where he rolls up his clothes. Um, says the trunk is for like special stuff, like, like fancy suits. And he goes over and like almost fearfully digs through and you can see under all the gold are like fancier clothes and like nice boots. Um, he says the safe wasn't in here. I didn't open any of these. Does anybody else have access to this chamber? Not unless they took it out of my pocket. I mean, that's always a possibility. That's actually a really interesting idea. Yeah. Um, And Zed, who has pulled out his shackles, says, Well, if they took it out of your pocket, they put it back. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty suspicious, Tamar. And the orc looks up at him. He's like, I... I don't I don't know. I So did you who did you have contact with when you started your job and when you ended your job? Uh So I got the contract. I I, I talked to the, the bondsman. Um Garen was there. Mm-hmm. He was there to see the signing. Um and then I went straight to Lord Tanris's estate. Uh, the, the 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 housekeeper met me and gave me my posting, told me to patrol, and I did. And I, I walked past a couple other guards a couple times through the night, but nobody close up. Zed, what was Garen supposed to be doing last night? Um, and Zed looks over, he's like, I don't know, he works at the Bondsman's Guild, maybe he's a night shifter. Is Do he, they have night shifts? Yeah, yeah. The Bondsman's Guild is open at all hours. They uh, mostly for bounties and uh, anything like pelts being brought in, that kind of thing. I think I, I look at Kit. And I'm like, I think we need to figure out if he was actually there last night. I uh, we know he wasn't. We were there all night. Oh, you no, mean if at he the was actually place. at the Bondsman's Guild? Yeah. So, Zed. Would you be comfortable with holding Tamar here until we go check with the bondsman to see if Garen was there? I mean, I'm not letting him leave. Fair enough, but we are going to try and find... Because this this all reeks of something not yeah. chill. Something's wrong so here. So I think Garen had something to do with it. There's no reason why he would take out a bounty the same morning that he gives this guy a job that 
Yeah, that it seems seem like a setup. Suspicious. It seems like very much a setup, and this isn't a pocket that only he, that only Tamar can use. Anybody could use it as long as they have it. And on top of that, he's under some sort of enchantment that even your highest priest in the city can't get rid of. Yeah. All right. And uh, Zed uh, walks over to the edge of the hole and says, come on, Tamar, come out of there. And Tamar climbs out and Zed just looks at him and Tamar like holds out his hands and he's shackled. Um, says, uh, I'm gonna hold on to this, uh, thing. How do you pick it up? And Tamar goes down and, like, slips his fingers under the edge of the hole and just picks it up as a piece of fabric. God, that's um, so cool. And he, like, folds it up and Zed takes it. He says, uh, I'm gonna go through all the reports and see what's been reported stolen, and I'm gonna take it out of here. Is that all right? And Tamar nods, He and he just says, just don't let anybody take my brother's stuff. Okay. What what stuff? And uh, tomorrow looks over at the two of you. He says, there's some stuff from our parents that's for him. He doesn't know I have this. Okay. Gotcha. But I'm holding on to it for him. It's kind of like an inheritance. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we'll Zed nods. Sure. He says, I don't intend to take anything that's yours. So. And we'll make sure we're going to get you out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's something weird going on, and we're going to make sure we're not leaving until we figure it out. That means I have to pay another extra 10 gold, but. That's okay. Whatever. That's nothing. Uh, Says the guy who has 16 gold. Zed, since we turned him in, do we still get the bounty? Uh, It's... It didn't say we had to turn him in guilty. It just said we had to turn him in. Uh Uh-huh. You know, that's, that's true. And considering Garen might be a problem, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll get you your bounty money. And if you uh, can figure out what the hell Garen's up to, I'll be happy to pay you more. Perfect. I love um, to hear but it. he he takes uh, he takes Tamar over to one of the cells, um, gives him a corner one where there's two like window slits, uh, and puts him inside, un- unshackles him at that, and locks the door and padlocks it. Um, after he he does take a second to search tomorrow um at which you find him he he takes like a couple like hidden knives that tomorrow gives over without a fight um but he does find attached to uh you see him like pat tomorrow down and he stops at the outside of tomorrow's thigh and he he feels something he's like what what is that and Tamar sighs and like reaches down um, and pulls out what looks like it's like an iron spindle wrapped in gold wire. Okay. Like a, almost like a just, wand? No, not a wand. It's about that long. Oh, okay. Um, and he hands it over to the warden and the warden looks it over. Uh, Marshall looks it over. He's like, the hell is this? And Tamar kind of shrugs. He's like, it, it's mostly just a, a hairpin. It belonged to my mom. 
and Zed nods and takes it and walks out, locks the doors, takes you guys upstairs. Uh, before we leave, yeah. are tomorrow's eyes still shining? Yes. Okay. All right. Continue. Um, but he takes you guys upstairs. Uh, the deputy retakes his normal desk and Zed locks away the stuff he took from Tamar. And he pulls out a steel like cash box and he starts counting out 25 platinum. Nice. 250 gold. I put it all in my bag. Oh, you just take it all? Yeah, I take it all. Sylphie doesn't get any of it. Okay. We Oopsie. made that deal to begin with. I think we did, yeah. yeah. No, we we definitely okay. did. Fine. He, I'll pay you the can 10 take gold. That. You, thank you. And and if we get Garen in this, I get Garen stuff. Can we split I get it? Garen... No. Why? You took this, so I get yeah, to take Yeah, because I had money. no money. Do you want to split it and you can pay for the ship? Well, you know what? With all the stuff I've been paying for for you, I'm about to have no money. Oh my god, that's such a lie. Anyway, okay. You can have whatever, I don't care. Okay. Cool. I'll just borrow money when I need more diamonds, it's fine. Uh, yeah, so we take the money, and I, I really know we need to sleep, but like, let's go to... You would have gotten into exhaustion territory at this point, yeah, Sylphie. Man, Take a point of exhaustion. I'm, I'm, I we need don't, to go. We don't have to fight. Chill. Well, how about this? You go back to the inn and start, and I'm just going to go ask a couple simple questions. Uh, fine. I'm, I'm going to go take a nap because I can't okay. stay awake anymore. Okay. Um... We're going to push on just a little bit longer because okay. I'm interested okay. to see what happens. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Sylphie, you make your way back to where? Uh, we were just sleeping on the boat, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we said we'd be back to where Theo is. True. All right, fine. I'll go back to the... the yeah, um, you can make, like, a stop to tell Theo, like, what's happening. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you eventually make your way back to the ship after checking in with Bull. Bull is staying with Theo. Um, and you see he actually fetched the puppies, and he's, like, entertaining Theo with them, and Theo's, like, melting. Um, so you make your way back and get started on a, on a good sleep, because um, you need it. It's almost noon, and you've been awake for over 24 hours. Yeah. Kit, mm -hmm. what are you doing? I go to the Bond Guild. Bond's Guild. Bondsman's Guild, all yep. right. Um, you do have to ask for directions, um, but it's not terribly hard to find. It is one of the very few brick buildings in this uh, city. Um, it looks like it's maybe a repurposed home, but it's been sort of gutted out for more space. Mm -hmm. um, stepping up to these really rich-looking wooden doors, uh, you see them, people coming in and out, uh, and the doors swing both ways, so there's no real stopping of traffic. Uh, like, full doors, not saloon doors. Um, yeah. And you step inside and see this central hall just lined with tables, um, or lined with almost, like, teller uh things yeah. you know in like uh old timey like 1800s early 1900s english banks they'd have the the teller boxes with yeah. the little 
cages that they stand in. Um, yeah, they have they have those, but they're a little bit broader and they have like proper counters. Um, and you see why as you see people turning in like pelts and skins and they're being inspected and counted, uh, large amounts of money are changing hands. Um, there's not a ton of people in here. Um, there's probably four guild members working and helping one guy count like coyote pelts as he's been exterminating pests, oh, which no. doesn't sit well with you. Um, there's another person who's turning in like a brace of rats that, are, that has all their tails tied together. Um, there's somebody else wow. who has uh, a really scruffy dirty looking guy in shackles and has him standing there and they're turning him over for a bounty uh warden a warden is there to take him over to the office um and then there's one booth open uh where where you see a young like drop dead gorgeous elusir girl working um and she sees you and she's like oh and she like welcomes you over. Mm. She says, "How can I help you?" Hi. Yeah. Um I need to know some information about people working here. Is that something you can help me with? Um it depends. We sort of have a privacy policy. Okay. Well, here's the thing. As we're doing an investigation for the marshals and we need to know if Garen was working here last night. Do you have any? You still have the warden badge. Badge. Yeah. (laughs) No metagaming pigeon. All right. Um, Yeah. You uh, you hold up the badge, and he's like, uh, she says, "Oh, okay. Um, Yes, Garen was here last night. He works night shift usually. We sort of switches back and forth, but he prefers night shift. He's been on night shift for about a week." Was he here the whole night? As far as I know, uh, when I left, he got in, and when I came back, he was here. Is there anybody that can corroborate that story? And she glances around, and you see um, she sort of trains on a uh, brunette human guy with glasses uh, carrying a stack of ledgers. And uh, she says, Heath... Heath, you you saw Garen here last night, right? And the guy stops and he nods. He's like, yeah, 12-hour shift, as usual. Jesus. Um, hmm. Interesting. Has Garen been acting strange recently? Have you noticed any weird, like, glimmers in his eyes? Anything like that? Um, no. He's generally pretty even-tempered, um, gets his work done, doesn't bother anybody. Has he talked about the recent, uh, robberies that have been happening in town? A little bit. He was worried that it would hit his house. Um, Mm -hmm. he's one of our, uh, one of our more prestigious members, so... He probably has a bit that people would like to steal. He told me he didn't. Well, I've never been to his house, so I don't know. Oh, okay. Um, do you know... So, did he name the guy who's been doing all the stealing? 
Um, not that I can remember. Said he was an orc. Do you know if uh, Garen recently put up any any bounties for anyone? Well, let me check. And she goes over to a, a shelf that's like, there are several shelves behind these uh, little closed in areas. And she picks out a ledger. Uh, she comes back and opens it up on the counter, flips through a ways. And you can see each one is a bounty that is either marked paid or lost or whatever mm -hmm. um flips and flips and flips and eventually gets to uh recent entries and you do see a basically a, a copy of the wanted poster just in smaller uh smaller detail and she says yes this this was his for a tamar an orc Okay. Do you also keep records of when they hire mercenaries to protect nobles? Yes. And she goes and fetches another uh, another logbook and flips it to the most recent section. She says, uh, what job? What lord? Uh, oh, fuck. Um, it started with an N. Uh, who have you got on the list? And she flips through. She says, uh, Lord Georg, Lord Tanris, Lord... Uh, it would have been last night. Last night? Uh-huh. Uh, Lord Tanris. Tanris. And she flips through. And you see there are several contracts for patrolling guards to... Mm -hmm. it, the description basically says he's fired several of his uh, guards and needs people to fill in. Um, and she pulls out three of these, and you see each of them signed, and one of them is signed by Tamar. Okay, so can you tell me if you think this is odd? Why would Garen... Do you have timestamps on these, like when these happened? Um, yes, and she flips it over, and you see scrawled in really chicken-scratchy handwriting. She says, um, Liz did this one. Uh, at about 6.03 last night. Um, and then she looks at the bounty. It says... And the, wait a minute. These names... This was set out at... About... Um, oh gosh, what, what time would have worked? Uh, about 5 a.m. the previous day. So tell me if this strikes you as odd why no, would he No it definitely does. Okay. So is Garen in charge of both of these that were happening? Not in charge. Um or is no, he the one he's... that initiated them? The contract um and she points to the Lord Tanner's contract. This is handled by a different supervisor but Garen does handle a lot of bounties. He's one of the two supervisors that do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can I speak to this other person? Can I speak to your supervisor? <laughs> and she glances Karen. across and she says, Heath, I need you again. And the guy who looks like way too young and fresh faced for a job like this, uh, he walks over um, 
He's actually probably younger than this girl, but appears to be her superior. Mm. Um, and you see he's got one of the golden uh, snitch pens. Ah. And uh, he walks over. He's like, yes, uh, is something wrong? So it looks like the Bonds Guild put a bounty out on someone and uh-huh. then hired them the next day while the bounty was still out to protect one of, to protect your Lord Tanris. And he looks at the Elusir girl. He says, we hired a criminal. And she says, I, I don't know. I, and she shows him all the, uh, all the pages and he looks through, says, okay, Garen and Liz. So uh, do, does Liz, are Liz and Garen connected? Do they know each other? Uh, yeah, I think they're cousins. Um, she's, she's sort of a, she doesn't usually work here. She's sort of a fill-in. Um, mm. She usually works over as a treasurer for... Uh, and then he stops. He's like, Lord Tandris. She works as a treasurer for Lord Tandris. Yes. Curi- curiosity. Just... You can see the gears turning across yeah, their minds. Curiosity. Is uh, Lord Tandris having any financial issues? Uh... I'm not sure. He's kind of tight-lipped. And he looks over at the Elusir girl. He says, Do we... What's happening? What happened? Who is this tomorrow? I've got another question real quick before you answer that. How long has Liz been here working as not the treasurer, but as a supervisor? Uh, Well, she's not a supervisor. She's She's a temporary hire. Oh, but how long has she been temporary hired? Uh, two months? Mm-hmm. Uh, weird. <laughs> so, there is definitely something going on. Uh, Heath, if you would... When When is Liz due in? Or is she no longer temporarily hired here? Um, he reaches sort of into the uh, the little cubby and pulls out a uh, clipboard uh, medieval clipboard doesn't have a spring um, and he, <laughs> he takes a look at it um, says she should be here and he glances at like a grandfather clock in the corner um, in about 10 minutes well here's here's what we're gonna do okay and I, I know this is weird but warden badge um so we, I need you to bring these documents down to the marshal's office because there is something going on and I need Liz to come with us. Oh, um, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. let, can I talk to my boss? Uh, who's your boss? Um, fuck, now I need a name. I mean, mm-hmm. you could just say who they're possibly married to or related to. Uh, Yulia is, she, she's the guild master. Okay. Um, if we want to get the guild master involved, that's fine, but we need to make it not look suspicious so that I can have Liz come with me. Um, well, she's going to wonder why somebody's not here working. What do I tell her? Where's your guild master? Upstairs. Okay. Just go get your guild master and bring him down and we'll pretend like everything's okay. 
Okay, and he takes off upstairs. Um, the Elusir girl looks thoroughly uncomfortable and confused. <laughs> I uh, I kind of look at her and I'm like, it's totally fine. You're not in trouble. I just need you to act like we're having a transaction. Oh, okay. So just keep talking to me. How long have you been interested in the bounty hunting business? <laughs> <laughs> I recently, actually, I'm just doing it as a side job. This isn't even my normal thing. How long have you been in Elusir? <laughs> oh, yeah. As you're as you're waiting, um, you see a few more people come in, um, and several workers come in all at once at the same time. Um, and among them, you see uh, a half orc woman, mm. uh, an orc woman. Oh. A, uh, there are quite a few orcs in this town, P.S. Uh, several halflings and um, probably a smattering of humans. Mm -hmm. And uh, they all come in and you watch the Elusir girl specifically look at one half-orc nope, woman. look at me. And she, like, refocuses on you. Mm -hmm. uh, she's like... Okay, right here. Um, how many bounties have you filled? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but eventually Heath comes down with this uh with this uh taller woman very pale to the point where you wonder if she's like a small goliath or part goliath oh, okay. um with this really bright red uh like crimson red long hair um but she is in a very smart uh sort of men's style suit mm -hmm. um just in like dark gray and uh makes her way down and uh, as soon as she walks over, the, the Elusir girl looks immediately relieved. And she's like, okay, well, let me go fetch those. Bye. And she runs away. Uh. <laughs> she's just so awkward. And the, the manager looks down at you, Kit, and says, uh, Yulia, how can I help you? Uh, yeah. So my name's Kit. Um, I am working with the marshals. We, has Heath told you what's going on? Yes, okay. and I would like this to be cleared up. You need yes. Liz? We need Liz. We need her to come with us down to the marshals. And I was hoping you would help us coerce her into going gently. Into sure. And she uh, turns. <laughs> Thank you. Doesn't seem bothered terribly much. Yeah. Um, says, Liz, and um, the, the uh, half-orc woman pops back up. She says, yes, ma'am. Um, she says, Will you take this uh, stack of bounties down to the office? And she nods. She's like, um, sh sure. Should I do my other? And the woman shakes her head. She says, no, uh, no. And she's like, oh, okay. And she goes and like grabs her jacket again and comes and grabs a stack of papers that's waiting in like a box and stops and looks at you, sees your warden badge. Mm -hmm. um, and she says, this gentleman will escort you. We just have a lot of paperwork we need to get done, so thank you for being so accommodating. Sure, no problem. Mm -hmm. And she follows along with you. We and go to the that mountains. is where we're gonna oh. end off. Oh my god! I'm gonna mysteries. unravel this mystery. Mystery. <laughs> Terrible. I just need to lie until I catch the motherfucker. It's Tanris. It's I need to figure out a way to catch back up with you mm -hmm. 
and not be tired. It's okay. You we're can just do gonna... so in about eight hours. I know. Yeah, it'll be fine. Good. Chances are we're not gonna we're not gonna like take out Lord Tanris today. So we just well, need to. Well, at least to... you're paying for it. Well, one of them I... anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well. Uh, I almost forgot we were streaming for. I did too. Okay. I was just second. about to say like, oh wait, yeah, that's yeah. Right. We're not. <laughs> um, all right, so, uh, thank you everybody for watching our mm -hmm. second episode. I'll come up with the name for it later. Uh, the Atlaran Adventuring Company is of course streamed every Saturday, uh, 5 p.m. EST eastern on twitch uh twitch.tv slash at adventuring co if you didn't read your address bar mm -hmm. um we also post the videos on youtube also at lauren adventuring co and uh we post uh podcasts on several different platforms uh spotify stitcher so on and so forth mm -hmm. um Currently, you, we are on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher. We are working on getting on Google Play. Yes. Google Play is taking forever. We're on Spotify? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. They were like one of the first ones we, we were able That's to That's awesome. Up on, I must have so. missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll be on Spoofy next, too. Spoofy. Um, Okay. No, that's music only. But um, yeah. anyway, uh, if you would like to keep up with us, uh, at, at Lauren ADV Co. Uh, A-T-L-A-R-A-N. A-D-V-C-O. Uh, that's our Lots Twitter handle. Letters. And uh, we, I try to post there uh, like twice a day or so. And I will keep you updated for when things are posted in other places. There's a link there below are... to our live feed on Twitter. So if you want to oh, hit that do, follow button. Heck yeah. Oh, and, and our then... YouTube is below as well. Yes. I, uh, I get those posted by like Wednesday noon each week. So should be pretty prompt and then alicia talk to us about you uh i'm a person i guess uh i you can find me basically everywhere at Weeshface. that's w-e-e-s-h-f-a-c-e -E um twitter instagram all that fun stuff i actually do have a TikTok. it's mostly videos about my rats um yeah, other than that, I'm a sad, uh, boring person. So Wow. Wow, wait a minute. Wow. Yeah, week. I'm let's, sorry. Dang, kids. I'm not like Jesus. a cool published author, Blake. We'll talk about me no, next. No, it's fine. no, no. Uh, first of all, Weesh is awesome. And she handles the podcast stuff. Uh huh. And she helps us come up with ideas and. She's very creative. She just doesn't have anything published yet, and that's all. That's so okay. fuck off and appreciate yourself, Blake. Yeah, it's my turn. Um, yeah. My name is Blake R. Wolf. You can find me anywhere. Uh, BlakeRWolf.com has all of my uh, books that I have published so far. Um, and I have a second LGBT-themed book coming out on October 2nd. Uh, if you like, you can follow me on Twitter or sign up for the newsletter. Uh, both of them are BlakeRWolf.com or at BlakeRWolf on Twitter. Um, yeah, that's what I've got going on. Alrighty. And then for me, uh, also not a published author quite yet. I am working on it. I've got a project going on called Rosemary Hearth. No TOA quite yet. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Taylor Wallace, T-A-I-Y, 
remember to spell it wrong, L-O-R-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. And uh, I also appear in several other places, usually as Taylor Wallace. Um, and I run SonderEditing.com, where I edit for Blake and mm -hmm. other people who pay me. Um, <laughs> I should also mention that Probably it's Wolf, future me. Wolf with an E on the end. W-O-L-F-E. Wolfie. Yeah. Wolfie. Blake Wolfie. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget that. Or as Michiganders say, Blake Woofie. Oh, my God. Blake Woof. Yeah. Um, look at all I those woofs look at all those am I missing anything or we uh, could do like dad does and be like what about my eaves troughs <laughs> that's where the, the that's where all the L that's, so like it's goff and it's woofs but as soon as it becomes eaves troughs it's eaves troughs that's where all the L's go yeah. they're all stuffed into eaves trough eaves troughs and yeah that, I, don't oh even, God. I don't even think I know what an eaves trough is it, eaves you trough. put them on your, your gutters gutters on your house oh is that like the net thing that prevents no the the, the trough that runs along the oh, the soffit the trough that runs your, along yeah the that's eaves. your eaves trough i just call those gutters i just <laughs> that's thought what that they are yeah. all gutters <laughs> that's what they like are like roof gutters that, eaves those troughs. are gutters the things that run down are the gutters i don't know I, I mean, that's to. part of the gutter system, yeah. yes. I don't know. It's, okay. it's, it's also parts. called a downspout, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's a downspout. Okay. Um, sure. We're not here to talk about architecture. No, it's not architecture. Texture, not texture. Ar um, anyway, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to shut up before we stop okay, looking this, so stupid. This train has derailed hardcore. <laughs> this train has crashed. Yeah. Uh, but thank you very much for watching. Uh, catch up with us on Wednesday if you didn't see everything, and catch up with us next Saturday, 5 p.m. sharp Eastern, for another live stream of the Adlarn Adventuring Company. Indeed. Goodbye, All right. everybody. <laughs> All right, everybody, Adlarn Adventuring Bye, Company everybody. out! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Mute your mics, you crazy assholes. <laughs> 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 All right, bye, everybody.